It's the season finale of another Zelda podcast, so it's boss battle time. David and Kate talk about the original bad boy, Ganon. Hello and welcome to another Zelda podcast. I am David Geisler, your co-host for this evening, along with my co-host, Kate May. Hello. Kate, how are you? That's always weird to hear my new last name. I officially changed you to Kate May in my phone just last night, actually. Uh, I've been confusing my friends and coworkers for a while now. They're like, who is this person? (laughs) Who's Kate May? Who's that? And what happened to Kate Fisher? It me. It's still me. (laughs) How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. This is our season finale episode, season one. Whoa. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on, an, on, a, on a full season. I actually did something <clears throat> for a whole year. Wow. Oh, it has been I a usually, blast. I usually don't have that much self-discipline to do something for a whole year. When we first <laughs> talked about doing this show almost exactly a year ago, and I expect we'll just proceed season by season here. We'll just keep doing the same pattern. We'll start back up in January, probably go to the next holidays next year. Um, I remember you being just a touch tentative about it. You're like, oh, I don't know. I, you know, maybe a little nervous even. Oh, yeah, because I had never done anything like this before. I'm I'm so pleased. I'm so happy. It's been a, a pleasure doing the show with you. I still like you as my friend. <laughs> so impressive. In fact, I would posit that we've been able to stay friends through the show because I come here to record every you know month and a half or whatever. I mean, we would have, we would have been friends, but like hey, we're hanging out. We catch up. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. catch up. All right, exactly. Otherwise, it would be that thing where it's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a year. How you been? Yeah. I haven't seen you in two, three years. Aww. Kate, I have a little gift for you here. <gasps> you do? As a, th- as a special thank you. you do you do? know what this is? No. I got you DLC oh. for Breath of the Wild. Oh, my God. As a thank you for doing a full season and a little, uh, just a little thing. So That's there's- so nice. I figured, um, so I picked up, so that's like a piece of cardboard. It's very ceremonious. <laughs> There's technically just a receipt with a download code that I have for you. <laughs> but I picked up uh, the DLC because I want you to be able to experience it in our off season and going Aww. into season two. So that's kind of, that's loosely compliments of our Patreon people too, by wow. the way. I dipped into our Patreon money just a little bit to get you that gift. I hope uh, you enjoy it. Now you can have, I know just before we started recording, you were saying like, oh, I was looking for dark spots where maybe I wouldn't go to a shrine, wouldn't go to a shrine. Yeah. Well, now you can use the Hero's Path feature to see where you have been and haven't been. That's right. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to, to, to key that code in and have some DLC over the holidays here and into thank season you. two. That's so awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. <sighs> well, thank you for doing this show. Because for me, there, as a, this show is a bit of an investment in the company that I'm building, 6.5 Media. Mm-hmm. And so I certainly that's my motivation. But for you, it's mostly just hanging out and having fun and doing a show. So, yeah, it's pretty terrible (laughs) overall. (laughs) Uh, So loosely, loosely, that's also compliments of our patrons. Oh, by the way, I think we have another message here. Thank Um, you, patrons. Yeah, they didn't have any say in the matter, but I think no one would complain. We've, we've <laughs> They're had, like, hey, I didn't spend my money on that girl. Well, you, we actually use our Patreon money to pay for our servers and all of that kind of stuff and, and things like that. But I thought that would be perfectly, I think I felt no one would have a problem with that. We also, over on Facebook Messenger, David Bauer said, congrats on your wedding, by the Aww, way. I don't thanks. know if you saw that or not. I didn't yet. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, he was chatting with me about a few other things. And then immediately after our music episode, it was like the day it came out. He was like, congrats on your wedding, Kate. Aw. Oh, I have another weird, we have tons of listener feedback, but today we're going to be talking about Ganon. I want to just yes. lay that out and then we can do our listener feedback. I think what we'll do today, Kate, I have a list here. I think we should talk about Ganon through the context of 
the chronology of the timeline. Cool. That's how I did my research. So oh, that sounds perfect. good to me because it's kind of laid out that way when you go online. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the, the couple places that I referred to. They organize it that way anyway. So it works out. Cool. I think, you know, technically, I think we'll still discuss Demise just a little bit in Skyward, if you don't mind. Yeah. But he's not technically Ganon, but in my mind, he is. Right. And then I think we'll go through to Ocarina. Perhaps we'll take a break after Ocarina and then we'll discuss the three timelines after that. Sounds good. And how Ganon appears and doesn't appear in some of those. And if I don't talk for a while, it's because I'm off playing Breath of the Wild (laughs) expansion. (laughs) Well, it was so funny because before we started recording, you're like, oh, I just dipped back into Breath of the Wild. And I was kind of like, ah, in 10 minutes, I'm going to give her DLC. I can't wait. That's so cool. (laughs) And I'm so I'm such a cheapskate, to be honest. I I maybe I probably would have gotten it eventually, but not for a while or at least not till maybe I finished it. Yeah. So this is like now giving me the inspiration. That's really what it was. It was it was. Yes, it's a thank you for doing the show with me. But mostly I was like, oh, so many things are in stores. Now you can go download some or you can go find some of those extra costumes we spoke about in the armors and outfits episode. Yeah. You have um, all some of the new shrines. You can potentially get that motorcycle. And then also in season two, we can both discuss Trial of the Sword and stuff like that. I'm sure we'll have an episode about that. So uh, so it helps the show. too. I was so excited. I was so excited to, to pick that up. Because I had a feeling I was like, she's not going to get this DLC for like years. <laughs> Probably not. My family's not going to see me this year at Thanksgiving. Sorry, guys. Oh, really? I'm going to be playing this now. Oh, I see. I see. Because <laughs> I have a four day weekend. So, oh, very exciting. Mm-hmm. I have an interesting note. I have a new. I have a new job, as I think you know. And um, a very cool thing happened just yesterday at my job that I want to tell you about real quick, Kate. Okay. Uh, I was. Ending work or whatever, you know, finishing work and chatting with a coworker, and um, their phone went off, and it went, it was a Zelda tone, you know, it was mm-hmm. Saria or it was something, and it was someone was calling them, and I was like, oh, cool, and I think they this person was even like, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, it's my Zelda ringtone. I was like, no, that's awesome. Do not apologize. Don't apologize. That's cool. By the way, I have a Zelda podcast. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. And she said, oh, really? Which one is it? And I brought it up on the, I just brought it up on iTunes real quick. I was like, oh, it's this one. It's called Another Zelda Podcast. And uh, this person, actually, this happened a day or two ago. I should change my story just a little bit. Um, this person kind of looked at the icon strangely and looked at me strangely. And I thought, oh, well, maybe maybe she doesn't listen to podcasts or something. I wasn't quite sure. But I was like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, yeah, I think I might know that. Anyway, <laughs> a day goes by, two days goes by. Yesterday... This coworker uh, is walking past me in the hallway and says, so I have to tell you, I've been subscribed to your show on YouTube <laughs> for months. Shut up. And so her name's Alyssa. So I just want to say hi to Alyssa from work <laughs> right now. Oh, that's so cool. It was the coolest thing. It was this random thing. Her, She's a big Zelda fan. Yeah. And she all, and I had no idea. You know, I was thinking like, oh, just tell a few people. I don't talk about it too much at work, but tell a few people about this show. I do if it comes up, if it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. She was already a listener. That's awesome. Isn't that neat? Small. Oh, I was so excited. That was really, really cool. So hi, Alyssa. Oh, hi, Alyssa. (laughs) So let's see. We have, I'd like to do a little bit of um, flat out listener feedback right now. We have a lot of comments from our music episode. People kept chatting in our comments that I want to go through with you. Okay. And then I did, we're recording this episode, this finale, a little bit earlier than we normally do for episodes. This way it'll give, like we're days before Thanksgiving right now. I'll pull yep. the curtain back just a little bit, though this episode will be coming out much closer to actual Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you, you know, I think, oh, if you observe Christmas, it's coming out very close to Christmas. <laughs> Late December holiday time. Late December holiday time. Indeed. Uh, um, 
So we, I, I kind of early, early on a week or so ago, I put out a tweet just saying like, Hey, what was your favorite Ganon battle? Or what, you know, so I have some things to say about that. We might still get some tweets. And so if you're listening to this and said, Hey, I chimed in <laughs> and it's after Thanksgiving, I, I apologize. Sorry. We weren't able to include it, but we'll happily discuss it at a later time. Perhaps we can continue the conversation on discord or something like that. Cool. So with that said, I have a couple tweets here. Mostly it's just tweets today. <clears throat> a couple tweets about people responding to our Music of Ocarina episode, which was a very popular episode, actually. Cool. I mean, based on our analytics. And everyone based loves on those our, tunes. Loves those tunes. It's true. And I think what we could do is there were a few songs that we didn't speak about in that episode. And so maybe in season two or three, we do like Ocarina Deep Dive or who knows what. Maybe we can. Oh, also, I'm going to do a poll. Okay. On what our next music episode should be. A lot of people are saying Wind Waker, actually. But I think okay. I'll put a maybe maybe in the beginning of season two, I'll put a poll out there and let people vote on what should be our next game that we discuss. Cool. I'm kind of excited, ironically, to talk about Skyward Sword music. But uh, I'm kind of excited after doing research for this episode to play that game again. It has a really cool story. Skyward Sword? Yeah. I think it does actually have yeah. a good story. I wish it was a little more playable, but I sure. digress. Uh, okay, so still saying Shane, uh, which is uh, becoming a friend. Yeah, almost. our buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, Shane said here real quick. Oh yeah, he just commented quickly. He's like, oh, while while you were talking about the Zoras towards the end of your music episode, I was reading about the different Zoras based on the timeline that they fall into. Thought you might be interested in it, and I'm sure that we'll have a Zora episode coming up in season two, like we had our Goron episode. Oh yeah, I think that is inevitable for mm-hmm. sure. Digging podcast. Mentioned really quickly here, um, as an avid podcast listener and creator, I absolutely loved this episode. The, again, this is the music episode. The entire Legend of Zelda music is on my iPhone, and I share the same thoughts you guys had while playing and talking. Really well done and a fun listen. Well, thank you very much, Digging Podcast, there, and that's at Digging Podcast. Mike Westfall, who's on our Discord, and also another gentleman who's becoming kind of a friend. We're starting to get to know some of these listeners a little more. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he... Said, oh, this might be about. Oh, yes, we are already transitioning into Ganon thoughts. So let's okay. just do it. I think okay. we'll go there. Do uh, it. Oh, 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 here we go. Here we go. No, I'm going to jump down to Facebook for some more music. Cody Vanderfeltz said, good choices. My number one would be the Temple of Time song from Ocarina. Yes. Uh, Celeste Roberts, she mentioned the Shadow Temple or the Bottom of the Well. Uh, the harpsichord sounding part reminds me of spiders crawling about. Again, this is in response to me kind of asking what was your favorite song or people just commenting on what we had to say. Yeah, I can definitely see slash hear spiders in that one. That one is just so many creepy things all at once. It's true. It's absolutely true. Over on Instagram, a Luke to the past. Love that screen name said, I always loved that the bongos are playing in the Shadow Temple. Mm. Uh, music. It makes it seem as if Bongo Bongo is just waiting for you. Uh-huh. And if it's one, if it's and if it's one for if it's one's first playthrough, finally seeing him sort of explains the music in a way. Sure. Awesome episode, guys! Hand nice. clap, hand clap. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool too. Uh, a Luke to the past. I think that's a great. Uh, Thought And actually, just recently, Tandem Legends came to a similar conclusion. They're playing through Ocarina right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, they noticed on their episode that the bongos are playing in the music and that that might be a connection to Bongo Bongo. Oh, sure. Which I think is great. Uh, Frankenstein over here on Instagram. Frank, N-S-T-3-I-N, who I actually met randomly um, through work. It was very interesting. Anyway, so so he now listens to the show. Thank you so much, Frank. Frankenstein said, uh, great episode. Song of Storms is definitely my favorite. Some great metal and dubstep covers come from that song. Oh, I think I've heard some of those. When you 
go on YouTube and you look for Legend of Zelda vines, which I totally have before, because uh, <laughs> I've, I've talked about them in our in one of our episodes that I don't, I yeah. don't know if that's come out yet. Has no, I it? think it has. Um, yeah, the vine. The only thing that hasn't come out as of this recording is our. Um, funny things. Oh no, that that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, it was So there? yeah, I'm going to mention some vines and funny things that I found online on that episode. But, um, when you search yeah, for those, right. because there aren't too many of them, people tend to also put in like music remixes like that and like little animations that go with it. So I've definitely heard the song of storms, like EDM <laughs> kind of, yeah. Cause that's often the song that they animate to. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it's a good song. I think, uh, you oh, know, yeah. like I said, Saria's song is kind of the most, um, uh, recognizable after the main theme. Mm-hmm. Song of Storms, Storms is one of those where I think a lot of people do know it, but they don't think about it right off the bat. All right, let us, let us we're going to start talking about Ganon. <clears throat> oh, by the way, if you want to tweet us or contact us on Instagram, you can find us at Another Zelda Podcast on Instagram and at Another Zelda Pod on Twitter. As we talk about Ganon today, if you still want to chime in and have some thoughts about some of your favorite Ganon battles or ways that Ganon was uh, expressed in any Zelda game, please feel free to tweet us as I said, at another Zelda pod as we discuss. Because there's a lot of stuff to go over. I'm sure we'll skip or miss something or people want to elaborate more on something. It's true. And we're going to be gone here for a month or so. We're going to be in our off season. So perhaps I invite people to go over to our Discord channel and um, continue the conversation there with us. Again, you can find our Discord by clicking the link in our show notes or going to our website, anotherzeldapodcast.com and finding a link to our Discord there. Perfect. Or you can become a patron, actually. Patreon people uh, get automatic Discord uh, connection, and our top tier on Patreon actually ooh, unlocks an elite Patreon channel, an elite ooh. Discord channel, where ooh. we can have conversations exclusively with some of our top tier patrons. And we'll tell you all of our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yep. No, that's in there. We're going to have to add that to the Patreon description now. All of our secrets. Kate said it. <laughs> All right. All right. So pardon me. Uh, Transitioning into Ganon, I think what we'll do is I'm going to ask you to talk about Ganon a little bit in just a moment, but I'm actually going to front load our Ganon conversation with our listener feedback and then we'll just dive into it. Does that sound all right? Cool. Okay. So on the note of Ganon, I asked everybody just on Twitter kind of quickly. I said, hey, what's your favorite interpretation of Ganon? Um, Fall West at Fall West Mike, which is Mike Westfall, we now know from Discord. Um, he said this one, and he sent us a link of a picture of Ganon and Link sword to sword at the end of Twilight Princess. He sent us a GIF, mm-hmm. and I agree completely. I think that is easily one of my favorite interpretations of Ganon. And I think someone said, and I might come up to it here in social, but someone said somewhere about how that Ganon or the Ganondorf-Link battle uh, at the end of Twilight Princess is really... You know, it's it's mano a mano. It's sword fight, sword fight at the very end there, yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. I thought was really, really cool in Twilight Princess. And we'll discuss further when we get to that point. Absolutely. Um, at mm-hmm, mm-hmm, at URGTNSTABD right. said it has got to be Wind Waker. The three phases of Puppet Ganon are so creepily amazing. And the final battle with Hyrule flooding is so cool. Agreed. Any thoughts? Yeah. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. Those two already. Yep, yep. <laughs> the flooding is really dramatic. Those huge waterfalls that are coming down on the side. We spoke to yes. this a little bit in our Wind Waker episode already, I believe. But uh, definitely cool. Puppet Ganon was a very interesting interpretation, especially because Wind Waker was the first game that kind of used actual physics in a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. 
I liked so, yeah. that battle was both frustrating, but also really cool at the same time, I remember. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, annoying Chase. <laughs> that's funny. At Annoying Chase says here, uh, Twilight Princess. Oh, this is it. It felt like an actual duel against Ganondorf. I struggled against him the first time, and it felt so rewarding after I finished him. I also love his details as a character. He has quite the demanding presence. Mm-hmm. I agree. Pardon me. I have a little cough. <laughs> Um, Oh, Annoying Chase also then says, uh, my second favorite would have to be Demise. His lust for destruction as well as his terrifying looks are spectacular for a villain, let alone a god. I love his character design as well. Very well made. I expect we'll be talking about Demise very shortly here, so I'll save that. And then Amalu, at Amalu, said, my 10-year-old son's favorite was Legend of Zelda. I think mine is Phantom Ganon from Ocarina's Forest Temple. Loved how he mm. came out of the paintings. Yeah. I think that that would count, Phantom Ganon. I didn't initially think of Phantom Ganon when I was doing my research, but uh, but uh, that's a, I agree. That's a really cool moment. Yeah. I mean, it has his namesake, so why not? Let's include it. Yeah. And I think Phantom Ganon originally was going to be a more final boss. So that whole, that entire Forest Temple boss battle with Phantom Ganon, the pictures that atrium that you're in or whatever it is originally that was built very early on in the development of ocarina of time Mm -hmm. and i think it was going to be expressed somewhere else actually in like hyrule castle and they ended up using it in the forest temple yeah i think um we touched on this briefly and maybe that the forest temple episode where they they wanted it to kind of be more like mario 64 okay that was episode two i'm sorry to interrupt that was episode two way back in the day when we were just baby podcasters yeah Anyway, yes. So you were saying, yes, it was going to be more like uh, Mario 64. Yeah, I think. Well, you told me that. Well, yeah, there was the painting theme. I know because I interrupted. I wanted to throw it back to you. (laughs) I apologize. So, yeah, but I think Phantom Ganon totally counts because he's, you know, quote unquote there. He is laughing his gross laugh at you. And I would count that as like a mini Ganon battle. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Averdin 7 at Averdin 7 over here simply said Ocarina of Time. It had both. And I deduced that Averdin 7 means Ganon and Ganondorf. Oh, sure. Yep. Which is uh, the first you know, Ocarina is the first time we actually meet a Ganondorf. It's been Ganon all the way up <laughs> to that point. He's so casual until then. <laughs> he's just chilling, taking over, you know, manipulating the king there yep. for a while. And it's all like of a sudden he gets. Dave versus David. <laughs> what, me? Yeah. Whoa, what is this comparison? You know, I don't understand. You're casual Ganon and then you're David Ganon. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. I just mean, it's it seems silly. I don't, I don't understand sometimes why they refer to him as one and then another at other times. Well, Ganon is the beast and Ganondorf is the person. Oh. Is, is the basic idea. I probably could have put that together. <laughs> so Ganondorf will sometimes turn into Ganon. You know, it's like Ganondorf mm. is the human the human version. And then sometimes uh, when the human version's uh, uh, life form or, or being is de- is destroyed, then Ganon, the spiritual Ganon, the beast comes to be. Gotcha. Oftentimes. Though in Twilight Princess, you know, Ganon happens first. Anyway, uh, <laughs> last but not least, uh, Nerdy Girl at Nerdy Girl 1241 who has tweeted us a few times here, Mm -hmm. said she just chimed in real quick with Twilight Princess. I think she was kind of agreeing with our our tweet from Fall West Mike. Gotcha. Cool. So we've laid the groundwork. Yeah, let's get into it. I think we're going to talk about Skyward Sword first here. Okay. But is there anything you'd like to say? I know you have. So I got a text from you the other day. So we were talking about a week ago about this episode, and you were asking me, like, okay, what's the structure? What are we doing? And I said, okay, Mm -hmm. I think let's do Ganon from Demise on. And you were like, cool, 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 if I may. And about a day or two 
went by and I got a text from you or maybe it was a Facebook message, but I think it was a text or an email. I can't even recall. It doesn't really matter. And you were like, so many Gannon notes. <laughs> so many notes. I have like four pages. I'm so excited right now. I have basically the layout and the outline here um, with a couple notes, but you have taken the deep dive. I cannot wait. I hope that I learned some things from you today. So let us start with Skyward Sword, unless there are some general Ganon things you'd like to speak to first. We did not, on purpose, we didn't pre-plan how, like exactly how this episode will go down. The only general note I had, which was like a fun fact, is that he's seven feet, six inches tall. Whoa. <laughs> I found that Interesting. online. Interesting. And I- that like, it's weird because it corresponds, like I think when I found something that said like one of his little figures is in a certain scale. And if you, you know, do the math on that scale, it works out to seven feet, six inches oh, tall in real life, quote unquote. So yeah. apparently he's, yes, he's a very tall guy. Although in Wind Waker, I thought I remember him being short and squat. But maybe that's he's just, wider yeah. in Wind Waker, so maybe he's still tall. It's hard to tell because Link is so short, right? In Wind Waker, so maybe in general he's usually seven feet six inches tall. <laughs> I just thought that was a really funny, and that's according to Hyrule Historia apparently. Yeah. So that's a really interesting thing that they would be very specific in terms of his height. Well, I would say that the Twilight Princess and Ocarina again, and certainly feel that they're expressed that way. Yes, at that height. Yeah, cool. And he's a ginger. That's funny. so we. <laughs> So we so Ganon is kind of technically not in Skyward Sword, but the the spirit that becomes the energy source that is Ganon and then eventually Ganondorf is Demise. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about Demise? I feel like I feel like I'm gonna learn some stuff right now. Well, so I in doing the research for this episode, I just kind of enjoyed reading the stories because Ooh. Ganon is always part of the the main, you know, storyline in some type of way or another yeah. um, for most games, not all of them. Um, Cause sometimes he's, you know, he's been vanquished and he's not in the game very much or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was just so cool to like go back and read the legends. Haha. Um, because sometimes when you're playing it, at least in my case, I'm not, I am involved in the story, but I'm not really like thinking about it. And so not until I was like reading all of it in a paragraph and like reading it as like a story, as a short story, did I really like appreciate how everything came together. So the story of Demise is basically this thing or person or however you want to phrase it broke through the earth and was searching for the Triforce, but it was defeated and sealed away by Hylia and then Link. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to like figure out how to explain all of yeah, this. So, so many things to talk about. So many things. So it's kind of funny because as I look at your notes, I'm I'm seeing you scan through like 12 bullet points. Right. And there's you're probably a lot. trying to like, which one, what do I say first? So, then you have the imprisoned, right? So that's the the the, the blobby scaly, the thing. weird blobby scaly Muppet thing yeah, that right. Link has to go back and defeat a thousand times, which mm-hmm. is definitely not my favorite part of that game. The fact that you have to do it so many times. It is definitely my least favorite part of that game. Yes. Not a huge fan. But um eventually, and then you're also obviously fighting Girahim, which I don't even know if I put it together in the game because I haven't played it in a long time, and I think I've only played it twice okay. total. Um, is Demise's sword. Right. And I was like, well, duh, that makes sense when you think about it because of fee or whatever. Yep. So it's like the parallel there. Um, so basically Gearhim is his sword and he's trying to steal Zelda's soul to resurrect Demise and mm. make him more powerful. So it's really odd that like the sword is 
the active one there. Right, for the master. Whatever. Well, in Skyward Sword, both swords are kind of sentient, basically. Right. Fee has the a little name bit. of the game, I guess. Skyward Sword. Oh, yeah, right, right, of course. Did you know that when they were first developing Skyward Sword, Miyamoto has said that he was seriously considering removing the sword altogether from Skyward Sword, ironically? The sword mechanic of having Link. Oh. When they were first developing the game, certainly it didn't end this way. Yeah. But he, the very first concept art that was ever released for Skyward Sword was Link standing, not holding a sword. And Fie, I don't know if it's Fee or Fie. Meh, okay. Whatever. I feel like it's Fie, but I'm going to say Fee. And Fee <laughs> is standing in front of him. And nobody knew that that was his sword yet in that oh. concept art. But um, yeah, they were seriously considering, could you make a Zelda game and have Link not hold a sword? Ooh, I don't think that would have gone over very well. Yeah, I think ultimately. It's a general populace. I agree. I don't I agree. think that would have worked. But so after Link defeats Gearham, Demise uses that him, Gearham, as his sword and uses Zelda's soul to transform into the Demon King, which then you can kind of get the Ganon-esque vibe from him at yep. that point. Um and to be honest, I never got to this battle in the game. Oh, okay. I never got there because... It's after a huge monster gauntlet, that's a the part. Waker. Yes, that's the part that I always got stuck at. Mm-hmm. I have never gotten past there, so I've never beaten this game and never gotten to the boss battle. Wow. So after a while, I was just kind of reading what happens that I didn't even know about. But um, I'm feeling a season two review here coming up. Oh, for sure. I would like to... Get there, and I like the rest of the game enough to try it again. <laughs> Skyward Sword—that'll be our our quote unquote Wind Waker of season two. Oh, right. Like we'll we'll really dive into it and discuss it. Gotcha. Anyway. So apparently, and I say apparently because I haven't played it yet. Okay. Or this far yet, but he has an X shaped scar on his forehead. Yeah, yes. So that's similar. That's like a commonality throughout the game, I guess, is that he either has like a jewel or a scar or something on his forehead. That's his, you know, weak spot. Interesting. Um, so yeah, my last note is I never got to this battle. Sad face. Ask Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a confession. I've never uh, fought demise either. Oh, dang. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of research on demise and I've watched a few little playthroughs to see what it's like, but I never made it through the monster gauntlet either. In fact, in fact, my, my final like fourth of Skyward Sword is all very hazy for me because I was really getting to a point where emotionally I was a little worn out yeah. on the <laughs> game, to be honest. Well, uh, so listeners out there, t- tell us your experience yeah. in terms of getting through that dang gauntlet and then getting to. I will be after happy that. to discuss the actual demise battle of, like I said, in season two and no doubt we play Skyward Sword. And we just push through until we get there. You have to do it <laughs> when you when you now, that'll be a, that'll be the reason where uh, like it's like, oh, got to do it for the show. Got to do it for the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be a cool little surprise because I didn't mm-hmm. like watch a YouTube video on it either because I, I kind of wanted to stay I've, in the dark about it until I got to it. Yes, definitely. I apologize. Um, I have only watched like clips because I don't want to get spoiled on like the strategy of playing, sure. dem- of battling Demise. So I guess he has the X-shaped scar, but then he also has like flaming red hair, which is, mm-hmm. you know, a nod to the red hair. So it's definitely tied to... Ganon, for sure. It's not a stretch to to say that. <laughs> yeah, or one could even say that Ganon is tied to Demise, but yes. Yes, and then at, at some point he claims that his hatred will not end yep, which, and will be yep. reborn, so obviously. That's which is a little bit Ganon. of retconning of Nintendo being like, I will return next time, Gadget, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. a little bit of I'll come back. Ganon and, always comes back. And so Ganon, even though he might be, you know, corporally 
different beings in different Zelda games, the through line is that it's the energy and spirit of Demise feeding and, and coming back out of the crust or whatever each time as Ganon, I think is the idea. Do you think he is more powerful than Zelda and Link because he's being defeated in every game but comes back anyway? Where Interesting. I don't know. I remember, I mean, what I've seen of Demise, just visually speaking, he is an intimidating presence even more so than I think like Ganondorf in Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. He's got a, he's got a mean face. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Like it's like <laughs> you look, you look at that face and you're like, that thing is not given up. The, so the whole, you know, Triforce and the triangle and how it's equal and balanced, it makes so much sense for this game series. And it's like so convenient for them. I mean, it was smart to do the design that way because yeah. it will always be equal, right? So everyone will keep coming back over and over because their power is, when you, you know, maybe equal, although there, I feel like I, that's why I asked about it. I feel like there's something about Ganon. He keeps coming back, even though he keeps being like stabbed in some kind of body part in a serious way, brain, stomach, wherever he gets skewered, he comes back anyway. So I don't, I feel I'm making this up right now as I go. I feel that that's kind of how they've, they've been able to make this work. What, what I mean by that is this is a very clever way for a player or Link in any of these stories to defeat the physical Ganondorf. But um, uh, the it's a way to have like the spirit, you know, again, it's just, yeah, you can't defeat the spirit mm-hmm. that then goes back. You know, it, you can only contain it. Right. And then so eventually 100 years goes by, a thousand years goes by and the spirit finds a way to come back is usually the. The idea, I feel. I wonder if he's going to come back in a future game ever looking different or like picking a different, you know, because he's usually a, a boar or a pig or something like that. Yeah. If he's ever going to come back as a different animal. Well, or- speaking outside of, not canon, but outside of chronology, uh, Ganon was a pig for the first couple games. It was, right. wasn't until Ocarina, which was maybe the fourth, I think, in the in the release order um, where they decided to make like a human version, which was Ganondorf. Yeah. And they're on, you know, now, you know, so timeline wise, we see a human form, you know, fairly quickly. So him being a pig, I feel like it just has to, they have to keep him Ganon looking like a pig. When but you there think he is, has, when you think he has enough powers to change that fact though. So the expression of the pig kind of changes. Sometimes he's almost a literal pig, like in The Legend of Zelda for NES. Sometimes, like in Breath of the Wild, he's kind of a literal boar. I feel that he's kind of a boar in Twilight Princess. Yeah. Uh, um But sometimes he's on two feet and sometimes on four. Yeah. Like, yeah. Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild, he's down on four. The earlier games in release order, he's on two. He's just like a nasty pig looking guy. (laughs) It's just it's interesting to see what he comes back as every time, because, you know, Zelda looks more or less the same. Link definitely looks the same for the most part. But Ganon. okay, changes a little bit, I think, more than the other two, at least. Yeah, I agree. I would say that Ganondorf is the equivalent to Zelda and Link. Like he usually Mm. looks pretty similar, has a similar, uh, you know, comparable aesthetic. Ganon, that might be something that's in between Demise and Ganondorf now, if we're looking at it this way. That is when Ganondorf is defeated or or something happens where he goes a little bit more spiritual, that's when the the beast form is summoned and and uh apparates or whatever it does. Mm-hmm. Apparates, but you know, comes to be. <laughs> Harry Potter. Comes to be. And um 
and that's maybe like some something in between Demise and Ganondorf. And again, I'm really kind of just pulling at strings here, trying oh, to bring sure. it together as we talk about this. I mean, he did. Well, we'll get. Oh, oh, so being spiritual, maybe he can be expressed. That's why he can look a little different is what I was trying to say. Gotcha. And we'll get to uh, Wind Waker eventually, but he's not only a boar in that game. You know, at the end, he's a couple different things. So. Oh, that's a very uh, good point. That's a good point. And the other thing I can think of is Yuga Ganon in A Link Between Worlds, uh-huh. where he's kind of a, more of a, he looks a bit more like Demise. He has the big flappy, floopy hair and stuff like that. Um, when we'll speak to that after our break. Are, so, we, are we going to do Ocarina of Time yeah. before so the break? In the, yeah, yeah, definitely. In the timeline here, then Minish Cap happens and Ganon is not to be found. Four Swords happens and uh, there really isn't a Ganon situation. We have other characters. I think it's Vadi shows up in Minish Cap and uh, later we'll have uh, some other side characters show up. So uh, Ganon is... Ganon, I guess, never really comes to be until Ocarina of Time if we're going timeline. Yep, that's what I have next. Wow, interesting, because that's the split. He's the one that comes and mucks it all up. He really, really is. Well, I mean, he always is, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's wow. his job. Very interesting. Muck it all up. So Ocarina of Time happens. We first meet Ganondorf uh, in, the, in the game. That's what we meet first. Ganondorf is really present. You know, Ganon comes second, not the other way around. Yes. I'm Let's, trying to remember. So you... First time we see Ganondorf is talking to Zelda very early on in the game. Through the window, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So that's what I thought. I was trying to remember if there's anything in the Ooh. like cutscene. Oh, the you're beginning. right. You're right. We might see him in a cutscene before that. Or at least, I mean, there's probably a mention of evil or an evil force or something like that. Him riding through the fire and the flames is mm. in the cutscene that happens in the castle when you first talk to Zelda. So that might be the Oh, scene. yeah. Okay. Link might have a nightmare seeing Ganondorf on the horse now that I think about it. Coming out of the castle. Oh, darn. We're just going to have to play the game again. Shucks. Oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. But yes, you do see him through the window when she's saying, check that guy out. He doesn't seem all that right, right? (laughs) She's like, tell me I'm not crazy. He seems a little weird, right? I don't trust that guy. So you see him and he... I, I remember being creeped out by when he turns and looks at you through the window. Ooh, when I was too. first playing the game, I was like, ugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, like, my heart skipped a beat when yeah. you know, child David, I was like, <gasps> He's definitely a good guy, right? Um, <laughs> so yes, he is definitely trying to influence the king and conquer the land because he will never be satisfied mm-hmm. uh, with it's what he has. posited that he even kills the king, even though it's not directly... Uh, stated in the game? Well, he certainly does his fair share of murdering throughout the other games, so yeah, yeah I would not be surprised. Um, so the story, the yeah, the whole story of Ocarina of Time, um, you see him through the window, and then he's basically following Link along to get the get to the sacred realm because Ganon tries to get these spiritual stones and he gets rebuffed by the <laughs> things that are guarding it. So he either poisons them or ruins them in some kind of way because he's not a nice guy. Right. And so Link gets the stones instead, goes to the sacred realm to get the Triforce or whatever. And then Ganon just kind of follows him in there, sneaks through the door and yeah. cri- tries to grab it himself. It's kind of like the Belloc from Indiana Jones thing. He goes and lets Indy, Indy goes and finds the things and then Belloc just goes, thank you. I'll yeah, take that. Exactly. So, um, but then the Triforce breaks into three pieces because it is not happy with that uh, situation. Scenario. Also, I, I think this is the first time that we really truly release order have like a three triangle Triforce. This is the first time oh. in release order that I think Nintendo really decided to kind of make the uh, Ganon Zelda link balance thing. Sure. By the way, I think retroactively it shows up a little bit in Minish Cap, the, the three Triforce. But that game was made after Ocarina. But anyway. Right, right, right. Um, 
So yeah, so, so yeah, this idea of the Triforce being angry and doing all those things, this is all very, very new in the uh, storytelling. Gotcha. Yeah. And so it kind of takes on a mind of its own. And so as most people know, each piece goes to each person, right? So Ganon ends up with the Triforce of Power and he uses that to take over the castle, make everything gloomy and terrible, puts the zombies in Castletown. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's never, it's always a bummer when I get to that point in the game because it's obviously this big, you know, climax of the game. You get to the Triforce and all this happens and then you're like, oh, everything's sad now. So when but, you travel forward seven years, it yes. feels like very triumphant, feels good, and you get there and everything is bad. Yep. And in a kind of a slow way, not bad like buildings are burning. That doesn't happen until a little bit later. Right. But um, yeah, I remember coming out of the Temple of Time seven years later and being like, what? Wait, what? Nothing. It's like, it's just a ghost town. Yeah. And I think you expect more. And it takes an hour or two, I think, for anyone playing Ocarina to really kind of get back into the game at that point emotionally, because it is, everything is so down. Yeah. You're just kind of like defeated. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I did not do the right thing. Yeah. Even though I had to do that thing. Oh, and by the way, I was just thinking, I think actually the Triforce as three showed up in um, A Link to the Past in Super Nintendo, because it's in that opening animation. Uh And we'll get to that later. So I don't want to be... I was so excited to talk about the Triforce power in Ocarina. <laughs> Maybe it's expressed a little more in Ocarina, but I think it technically shows up in A Link to the Past. Anyway, gotcha. so yeah, so we have the Triforce, we have Ganon. I wonder in Ocarina, I was thinking about this just now, I wonder if Ganondorf is aware that he can become Ganon. Like, I wonder if Ganondorf, we're talking lore here, mm-hmm. with even with the retroactive Skyward Sword put in there and everything, I wonder if Ganondorf is aware that he is possessed by Demise. I'm wondering if Ganondorf is aware that he can turn into Ganon. I'm wondering if Demise doesn't actually really infiltrate Ganondorf until Ganondorf becomes Ganon at the end. Ooh, See where I'm going like with this? How much is he in control of his own thoughts and yeah. what he wants? Because Ganondorf was the king of the thieves in Ocarina. Right. I mean, yeah, you get a little backstory there too, is that he was ostensibly born a human right. or human form, yeah. right? or maybe um, a... a Highly and technically, but I don't know. Right. Um, and he was raised by the Twin Rova. <laughs> Twin Rova yep. Our, our favorite witchy ladies. Uh, mm-hmm. So they were his mother. Um, so at that point, you're like, well, how much is nature and how much is nurture here? Because obviously they were not a good influence on him. Right. But then he had, you know, demise working through him in some kind of way, too. At some point, Demise comes in and takes over Ganondorf. And I just thought about this. I was like, maybe he's just a bad dude. And Demise picks up on that. And it's like, oh, there's a tool that I can use. Mm-hmm. Though, I think Ganondorf, and we don't really know this. We're getting kind of push up the glasses nerdy here right now. <laughs> but like Ganondorf has the imprint of the Triforce on the f- top of his hand, just like Zelda and Link do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's had that his entire life or if it appeared one day because it's implied that was Zelda and Link that it's been there their entire life, I think. Right. Like, you know, the Triforce starts to glow. Right. When they're near it or, or yeah. when they're near each other. Yeah. And would the Triforce glowing on Ganondorf somehow symbolize Demise's intervention or whatever or like involvement? So many thoughts. I don't know. Well, this is that moment. This is the moment where so much of this stuff gets built is in Ocarina. Yeah. Um, so, and like we mentioned a little earlier, you fight, uh, Phantom Ganon mm-hmm. at the forest temple. Um, so that's him coming through the portraits on horseback and you have to shoot the arrows and whatnot. And it's a little creepy and you're like, okay. Um, 
that battle gets you ready for the final one too because it mirrors he's he's shooting yep the volleyball thing yep. or the tennis thing basically <laughs> yeah, which comes into many games mm-hmm. um and then you also have your your cutscene where he's going after Zelda and Impa and she throws you the ocarina so my question after the 7 years have gone by if he's so actively like trying to get the triforce it seems like he's just waiting after this these seven years. He's just hanging out in his castle, just waiting mm. for Link to come to him, right? Or well, because Zelda's there, right? So he has. No, to- I think you're onto something here. This might be one of the we have observed in Ocarina of Time over the course of this season that sometimes there are things that happen in the game where you're like, oh, maybe. Let me say it this way: perhaps in this day and age the teams of people that make these games are larger and maybe have the ability to pay attention to more details. And I think, you know, sometimes in Ocarina, we've been like, well, that's weird that Twin Rova goes to a heaven. Oh, that's weird (laughs) that in Ocarina, this, you know, like seven years pass, but nothing happens. I'm sure that at a meeting, and I mean all complete respect to the developers of Ocarina, I'm, I can imagine a scenario in a meeting where they're like, yeah, we want a time mechanic where there's an old link and a young link and we can do all these things. And Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So seven years goes by and maybe they just kind of, you know, really, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's a plot hole per se, but that might be the gameplay taking priority over the narrative a sure, little bit. Sure, sure. You have to make some allowances because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. So... Obviously, Zelda's in disguise and teaching you songs, as you do when the world is going to end. You learn songs. Um, So (laughs) I'm like trying to remember the point because Ganon obviously needs Link and Zelda there together so he can have the complete Triforce, blah, blah, blah. And he. I think that's the answer. Ganon is waiting around. He's wait. Link disappears for seven years. From Ganon's perspective, Link disappears for seven years. Mm. From Link's perspective, we just go. Bloop, oh, so one maybe second. he doesn't know that Link is back when he's back. He may not know he's back yet. Uh, and as Link goes around to all the different towns in Ocarina, he does discover all the damage that Ganon has been doing. Right. Everything has been affected by Ganon or Ganondorf, I guess. But mm, I think that's that what makes, it is. That makes more sense. Ganondorf might actually be waiting around. And then he he does take Zelda at some point, and mm-hmm. you know traps her in the crystal thing <laughs> and so ganondorf first realizes that link is back when link defeats phantom ganon in the forest temple but by then it, we've had seven years of damage happening to all the other areas as well is that you, you see i'm going with this mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so Cause, okay because so speaks then finally to link yeah. via telepath telepathy telepathy <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> um after the phantom ganon battle He's like, oh, you defeated my ghost thingy. Oh, what a waste of a robot ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I worked so hard on that robot ghost. Yeah, yeah. Dang it. Uh, well, this is just when we don't have to talk too much further about it. But um, You're like, it's always, let's move on, David. <laughs> it always amuses me. And this is in movies, too. It always amuses me when you when you come to the, the king or the evil boss or whoever it is, and they're just, like, hanging out, sitting on their big chair. <laughs> just like, what have you been doing this whole time? You're just like sitting like watching tv what what are you doing it just seems so funny when they're just waiting yeah because the narrative needs them to be the finale sure sure but no you no have to find- not, yeah i mean i'm agreeing you're right it's funny how it's like we just allow these stories to have that so the boss battle in ocarina of time the final final one mm-hmm. 
So I've always, I always liked when you get to the castle, mm-hmm. I liked the music. I like his theme. It's weird and creepy and cool. Um, so that's speaking like when you're going up the big staircase. Yes. About to find Ganon. Yes. And the music gets louder and louder yeah. and the lighting gets like golden coming through the windows. Yes, and it's, it's so, cool. so, yeah, it's so very dramatic. And, and that's then, diegetic music. You're hearing the organ cause you're getting closer to him playing the organ, but you don't really know that yet. Yes. So he has some time to like learn the organ oh, while yeah, he's, he's been, waiting around. Maybe he's, been he's working been, on his organ skills. Maybe getting lessons or something from his witch moms. Maybe they were organ players. Yeah. Until you <laughs> defeated them. But right? you know. Yeah. That's why he's so mad. Yeah. He's like, my organ lessons were not complete yet. <laughs> that's that's really, I hadn't learned all the Beethoven. You know, I think we found the main drive of Ganon through the entire series. End of episode. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you get to there. Yes. And then he's playing his organ and then you battle him in the castle itself where the floor drops out and you yes. play your volleyball like you said yeah um, oh i just tennis. noticed he's already flying in that so he already he has some kind of spiritual presence or abilities or something if he's flying around and floating around yeah yeah for sure he's already not just a person yes so maybe he's been getting stronger maybe he's been training for seven years oh sure oregon and <laughs> yeah, what's the ganon floating? version of ocarina there's a whole game in those seven years from the reverse perspective that'd be cool there's to like play. a maleficent version of legend of zelda that where it's like ganon's like Someday that jerk's coming for me. He's like the karate kid, you know, training, (laughs) ready to battle Link whenever Mm -hmm. he decides to show up. Um, And then after you beat him there, which I've always found that battle in particular to not be that difficult. Yeah. um, You just go back and forth. It's more scary. Like it's, it's, it's one of those battles where you're more like, what am I supposed to do? The floor is falling. But at the end of the day, the execution of it's not that hard. Yeah. And I think you can fall to the bottom Definitely. too. Um, and then you can just climb right back up. Um, so oh yeah, you have to climb up. It takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have a penchant for falling off of things in video games. So I definitely fell down there more I'm, than once. I'm remembering that fall now. And I'm remembering the fact that you have to climb back out is almost worse than insta death. It's mm-hmm. almost more like, all right, take a heart and just start me over. But right. you're like, oh, climb, climb, climb. Well, there is stuff at the bottom of that though. There, there are pots with hearts oh. and uh, magic potion and whatnot. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, I mean, it's not, the worst situation, but it's kind of a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. And then, so then he gets all mad when you beat him and he decides he's going to collapse the castle on you. And I always thought that was a cool yes. part of the game too, because Very you have cool. a timer, which, you know, does drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely gives you enough time. Like, yeah, there's easily enough time, but it right. adds the tension. It metroids you a little bit like, Oh, now there's an alarm. Got to get out. Everything's falling apart. Got to get out of this yeah. base or whatever. There is definitely a sense of, of danger there. Did you ever get to a point where the castle collapsed on you? I've never like run the run clock out. out. Okay. No, I don't think I ever have. I don't think I did either. So I am not, I should probably do it on purpose just sometime to just to see what happens. Um, and I do remember like standing at those doors where Zelda has to open the yes. thing and being like, hurry up get over here. <laughs> so slow. Um, and then you have to battle the different enemies before you're allowed to progress and blah, blah, blah. So then you get outside. The whole castle collapses neatly into this little circle. Yeah, it actually does. <laughs> it's like, shoot, it like implodes on itself. Yeah. Um, I want to sp- speak about the castle collapsing real yeah, quick. Yeah, one yeah. more thing. I feel like that's one of the early, one of the first, one of the first would be an accurate statement um, of these kind of cinematic chase scenes that we see all the time in games like, um, oh, what's the Indiana Jones knockoff for PlayStation where the, where the Uncharted. Uncharted, yeah. yeah Uncharted has these a lot. Um, other games have these. Sometimes God of War has them like this, like here's the action set piece. You're still playing. 
you know, you're running from the helicopter or this building is falling apart. You're running through this right. building that happens in those games. I remember being completely taken with this idea of the castles falling apart. This, this, it was, it was an, it was like, it felt like a cutscene, but I was still playing it. It oh, was yeah. very, very exciting yeah. and a really cool way to amp things up. Um, like this is still going. I thought I beat him, but yeah. no, it's definitely not over yet. Exactly. There are technically three parts to this yep. battle. It was very cool. And it, it, I want to just point out that I think that's one of the earlier times that something like that happened. Cool. Where it's like you're almost playing the cutscene. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then you... So neat little circle. Uh-huh. And then you're battling him. You get your sword removed from you at that point. It gets like he tosses it away or whatever. Well, what right? happens is I think Ganondorf is basically defeated. I don't think you battle Dan- Ganondorf after the castle collapses. It's like I think it's implied that he collapses with the mm-hmm, castle. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, castle mm-hmm. collapses on him. There's a little bit of rubble. But it is ominous, and Zelda and Link talk a little bit, and that is when Ganon yes. comes up and out. Yes, and then you have your... And that's when he smacks your sword away, I believe. Yeah, and then you have your final battle. Oh, my gosh. Which is super cool. He, I, I that, am now remembering that cutscene too, when they, when they play him, like, you can't <laughs> see me, but, like, going, and like, yeah, swinging his arms around. And those swords are so big. I know. <laughs> and his name is, like, the biggest thing on the screen. It's just like, Ganon. Yep. Like, and he does that pose. He does, like, the T pose where his arms come down, his swords are out, and then the lightning flashes behind him. It's and a you, big deal. And you can't quite see the whole character model. You see glowing eyes. You see the silhouette of the horns. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, this demon beast. I cannot... There's no way I'm going to be able to battle this demon beast. Right. And I think to this day, I still have some difficulty with that portion. Mm-hmm. It's not the easiest thing. Yeah, it's weird for me. It's hit and miss. Some days I, I really am keyed in and it's it's an easy little battle. And there's other days where I just can't get the timing right. Mm-hmm. Um, so however you, however long it takes you to succeed at that, then he finally, you finally defeat him. And... Well, you focus on his back end, his tail or something. Isn't that right? You try to get around behind him and so then you can make him fall. You're shooting your arrows of light into oh, him. And that's right. The light arrows, which is mm-hmm. a callback or a call or a reference forward, a callback to the original, the legend of Zelda, where you also need the light arrows for Ganon. I think the, there, I was reading, there were like silver arrows though, right? Oh, like that's other games, right. It's They're either silver yeah. or gold and some you know kind of. They're not called light arrows in there. Yeah. That, you're right. But I mean, it, light arrows in um, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And they, so they've changed, but they're always basically the same thing, right? Special fancy arrow. Yeah, special fancy arrow. That's mm-hmm. what they should be calling them. Hello. Well, I understand that's what it was called in Japan. And then when they translate, I'm joking. <laughs> the localization <laughs> team was like, mm, let's make it a light arrow. So the interesting thing in this one, in terms of like the end and how they carry on the story is apparently he says he'll destroy Lincoln Zelda's descendants because he has the Triforce of power. So that's kind of the nod to be like, we're going to make more games. Wink, wink. And this is how he's going to come back. Wink, wink. Oh yes. So that is, uh, the end of his story in that game. And then this is where we branch to different timelines, three different timelines, which we will explore when we come back from the break. Sounds good. Cool. I'll see you in a minute. Okay. Bye. Hey, everyone. David Geisler here, and I am very excited to share that we have just launched our Patreon page for another Zelda podcast. 
Patreon is a great way for creators to grow their content, and we're really looking forward to using this space as a way to say thank you to our listeners. We'd love to have your support, and we've put together some rewards that we're pretty excited about. Things like additional uncut bonus content, custom wallpapers, and of course, early access to all of our episodes. So if you'd like, after the show, head on over to our page at patreon.com slash another Zelda podcast. You can also find a link to the page in our show notes. Thank you very much. Hey everybody, David Geisler here, and I would like to just take a minute to tell you about a new show that's coming out from 6-5 Media. I am very excited about it, and I'm actually here in the studio with the creators of said show, Max and Jordan. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing great. Extremely enthusiastic. (laughs) I appreciate the enthusiasm, Max. Why don't you tell uh, our listeners, my listeners, what uh, this show is and and what it's going to be all about? So it's a sketch comedy show. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have sketches from two to five minutes, (laughs) and they're going to be released next year at some point. That was very matter of fact. I love it. <laughs> also, he failed to mention it's called the Top Hat Balloon Show. That uh, yeah. also as well. That's the title <laughs> of the show. Uh, it's it's fantastic. I'm super excited for it to start releasing and everyone yes. to be able to see it. Uh, it's been a, a pleasure. A, an honor. An honor and a joy to be making it with my friend Max. Here. It has been. I've been seeing the uh, rough cuts come in and I'm very excited about the show coming out as well. So, uh, listeners, this will be coming out in January, so kind of close to the beginning of season two of another Zelda podcast. You'll be able to find it on the internet just by searching the Top Hat Balloon Show and uh, we'll maybe we'll throw some links in our show notes as well here on this show for you to go check it out after the holidays. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for making the show and uh, I'll catch you later. Thank you, David. Absolutely. All right, everybody, we are back from the break. Hello. Whoa, howdy, Kate May. (laughs) I'm just saying it over and over so I can continue to get used to it. Kate May, it's not hard to say. (laughs) I'm sorry I made that right. Kate May, not hard to say. I'm sorry, I didn't. That was was bad. That's what you got to put on your business card under the like little notes and descriptions. (laughs) Kate May, not hard to say. So, Kate, I was looking at this three timeline thing here on our break, and I'm feeling, if you're okay with this, why don't we, so we've just got done talking about Adult Link defeating Ganon in yes. Ocarina. Why don't we stick with Adult Link and move forward on the, uh, technically the adult timeline in the uh, Zelda timeline here. Cool. Which would actually bring us to Wind Waker. Yes. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So timeline wise, many years pass, perhaps hundreds of years pass. Adult Link, as we know him, he finishes his life off very happy. Perhaps we could deduce with Zelda and that's all very exciting. Um... Uh, in the meantime, that crazy thing where, well, Gan- well, actually, the flooding is because of Ganon, isn't that right? Yes. So let's talk about that. Yeah, so... Kind of before Wind Waker starts, there's a little bit of pre-story that involves Ganon. Yeah, so basically he, okay, so from what I remember, he, you know, comes from the desert and he's tired of the desert and he wants to take over the lush green lands of Hyrule because he's he's jealous of what he doesn't have, basically. So to prevent that, yes, the the gods or goddesses or whoever it is, I forget exactly. I think it's the three goddesses. I think it's the three from Ocarina. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, They flood Hyrule to save it from Ganon overtaking it, which... I don't know if that was the best route to take, but because there's no hero to battle him, they're like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, so Ganondorf, he, yeah, he kind of starts showing up against, and they, they can see the writing on the wall. Uh-huh. There is not a link. Right. No hero. No hero. 
And uh, and so then um, I understand that Hyrule stays flooded for quite a long time, so much so that it becomes normal life to be living on these little islands and the ocean. Yep. And then so Ganondorf goes to his Forsaken Fortress. That's his island of choice. How appropriate, the <laughs> Forsaken Fortress. He didn't choose like... he named that. <laughs> like, who uh, named that? Well, maybe, yeah. He didn't go to like Paradise Island or like <laughs> palm trees and bananas. Hyrule looks amazing. It's lush and green and that's what I want. Oh, you take it away? Okay, fine. I'm going to go pout in a tower. Yeah. <laughs> Made of rocks. Yeah. Wah, wah. Why didn't he like go to Outset Island or something? He's like, uh, this will do. He makes poor decisions. What can we say? <laughs> he makes a lot of poor decisions. So that is why Hyrule is flooded. The Hyrule from Ocarina of Time, as we all know, is under the ocean. Mm-hmm. And new Hyrule, which is not exactly true because we don't actually get new Hyrule till Spirit Tracks, kind of starts to, well, life goes on. Right. Up on top of the ocean. Right. So that brings us to Wind Waker. Yeah. And they're, you know, I guess hoping he just stays on his island forever. Like. Oh, yeah, that's true. He kind of just again hangs out. Yeah, just hangs out. Um, He is, you know, rebuilding his army throughout this. So he's still trying to take over the world. He's just not very fast or good at it. And I would say he's still he in this way, he's doing it in uh, the still the physical creature way. I mean, he might be imbued with some magic, but he's basically a guy building troops. Right. A guy with his red hair and beard Mm -hmm. and his little robe. In fact, I now remember in our Wind Waker episode, you and I spoke to the point that this is the perhaps the most human we've ever seen Ganondorf. Yeah. Yeah. He is kind of just a guy. Yep. Um, and he is looking for girls with pointy ears. That is his goal. <laughs> yep. Because I do. guess he can't get more specific than that. Um, so that's how Link's sister gets kidnapped, basically, because the bird that Ganon is using to be his minion thinks that she's Zelda, basically. He's trying mm-hmm. to find Zelda, so he's like, steal all the girls! If they got pointy ears, bring them here. That's probably Zelda, right? I mean, when you think about it, they're like, what? Two people that match this description in the game. Well, <laughs> so that's it true. Makes that's sense. interesting. You know, because so f- <laughs> from looking at it from Ocarina's perspective, the pointy ears, the Kiri have pointy ears. Yeah, and, and there are Hillians girls there. Do it's just that in Wind Waker there aren't that many like normal people in Wind Waker. characters. Well, well yeah, I <laughs> Humanoid. mean that's. A, Yeah, that's a flaw in the game itself. Like, they didn't make many female characters. So the hunt did not take very long. (laughs) Tetra has pointy ears, probably. Yep. Obviously. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to track the lineage of of Link in Wind Waker Mm -hmm. and his sister and wondering if they're coming from Ocarina's Link's heritage or something like that. Well, yeah, because... It'd be many generations. Later, do you think because he has a, his grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, she tells him the legends or whatever and the stories, and this is why you have to wear this outfit and blah blah blah. So, do you think she knows she knows more than she's letting on? And yeah, she's like, I think Nick she was does. My granddad, like, like we could pretend that yeah, Link from Ocarina, adult Link from Ocarina, it was her grandfather or something or something like that. If that's the lineage, or they just have pointy ears. Yep. Who knows? I don't know. We can only deduce the bloodline. Yeah, not everything has to make sense in these games. Indeed, we have learned that. So, Andy, anywho, so you get through the game, blah, 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 you... I'm trying to remember all the things Well, you meet Ganondorf halfway through... Oh, there's a Phantom Ganon again, early on. Uh Oops, pardon Uh me. (laughs) My phone timer just went off. Um, You, yeah, you meet Phantom Ganon, I think, quite early on, when you do the whole blade back and forth volley thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you really actually meet Ganondorf 
after the big bird battle. I think we spoke about this yes. in our Wind Waker episode. That's the first time you really lay eyes on him. Yes, because so you're putting trying to put the Triforce together by searching all over the ocean for it. So once you have all that, you yeah, you want to go and try to defeat Ganon once well, and for all. Well, Ganondorf shows up before that Triforce quest. After the bird battle, that's when you first meet him, like kind of in a cut scene, and he talks. You run up to him, and he smacks you back. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. And he's also kind of just chill and hanging out. He's mad, but he's just hanging out there in yeah. his fort. <laughs> just. And I think that's what drives the Triforce quest. Is that's when priorities change a little bit for Link. At first, it's like he's, you know, he, uh, once he summons the three gods and the Tower of the Gods comes up in Wind Waker, then things change a little bit, and it, and and. And it all gets really real because Ganondorf's like, hey, Triforce. Yes. And because the reading this and reminding myself, the Master Sword doesn't have power anymore. That's what oh, it is. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I had to remind myself. Like, yeah, oh, there yeah. always is kind of a Master Sword intermission in each of these games. Yes. Yeah, so you're trying to bring the power back to the Master Sword, basically. So that's why you. Because you're not strong enough to there. defeat him and he knows it. Yes. That's what it was. Although, why he doesn't just kill you then, I don't know. You're not strong enough. Yeah. So see you later. Yeah. So bye. <laughs> I guess you can go. Um, um, so, yeah, but that leads us to the Ganon slash Ganondorf battle. And I think technically Ganon never becomes or Ganondorf never becomes Ganon in this game. I'm trying to remember. So first, it's a technicality, but Ganon is expressed as puppet Ganon. Yep. You have the puppet. So you have the spider version and then a dragon, which is mm-hmm. what I kind of alluded to before when we were talking about he's not always a boar or a pig. So he right, that's true. Spider dragon guy. Um, yeah. And this battle was really cool aesthetically. I remember thinking it looked really cool. Um, I hated the mechanics of the dragon because it just like ran around like random and bashed me into the wall a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. And I was getting really frustrated. But after you get to that, after you beat that point, you go up to the rooftop. I love that there's always a you know a tower involved in climbing up to the roof. Yeah, sure, right. Um, so then you actually battle Ganondorf. Ganondorf. And see, Ganon, Puppet Ganon, it might be controlled by Ganondorf, but Puppet Ganon is not a a Phoenix Rising or a spiritual version of Ganondorf. Ganondorf stays Ganondorf through that entire game. He stays mm-hmm. just a dude through the entire game. Now, I think Puppet mm-hmm. Ganon is imbued with some magic. Obviously, that's why you can have, like, Puppet uh, Dragon Ganon r- rolling around. But I think, for the most part, they try to express that Ganon battle as something that's actually physically being controlled by ropes and wires and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, as if it is a major contraption, yeah. not using much magic. Yeah, so he's just messing with you. Yeah, so I, I, I'm... St- directly saying that Ganondorf is Ganondorf through the whole game. I don't think he ever actually technically is Ganon. That sounds right. That sounds right. And so then, we see him up there, up top. Yep, and then you have to do that, uh, the battle with the waterfalls that our listener was talking about, and that one was just really cool looking as well. I remember playing it and just having a lot of fun and being like, yeah, this is awesome, Ooh, uh, like getting really into it. I agree. Um, and The light arrow comes back. Yes. Though I think it's Zelda shooting it this time. You have to make it you have to make it so that she has the opportunity to fire the arrow. Yes, you have to like get in the right angles so mm-hmm. that she has the 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 chance to It's a cool twist because usually yeah. she just throws you the bow. Yep. Yep. I like yeah. when she's involved. You know it's interesting. We just kind of said like, oh shucks, there aren't that many female characters in Wind Waker, but actually Zelda's slightly stronger. In, oh, but the, she does get trapped halfway through. I yeah. know. It goes back and forth, doesn't it? Tetra's a cool, strong female character. Yeah, absolutely. I wish she was present throughout the whole game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she's okay. got to get taken at some point. I was trying to say, like, oh, it's cool that Zelda is able to take a little more action. 
by you know it, it's her firing the arrow. Oh yeah. But anyway, absolutely. I like I like when she's involved. Grasping um, at straws there a little bit, I think, but it is cool. Yeah. Um, so basically, once you stab him in the head, which I remember that being pretty Wait. like ugh, graphic. If it wasn't cartoon graphics, it's it's very violent actually. Yeah. yeah but it it's is. cartoon graphics, so it's not maybe as bad. So you basically turn him into stone mm-hmm. when by doing that, and then uh, I think the reason it's so violent, I just I'm just hung up on this, yeah. is because he freezes. He doesn't like fall to the ground and explode in a bunch of smoke. You shove a sword through his skull mm-hmm. it, from high a, a bit a bit uh, with with a lack of taste. Link like goes up and does a cool move and comes down. Yeah, um, and he just is frozen. Ganondorf is just frozen solid, and the implications are. Very violent. Yes. Like, oh, why is this thing frozen? Is it, you know, there's metal going through brains. Uh-huh. It's, you know, fortunately oh. the game doesn't go there, but like that's what's implied for sure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, goes back to that whole. Oh, the forehead thing. The you, forehead yeah, Kate thing. just made a, a motion to her forehead. Yep, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> People listening can't see that. Um, so at that point, the ocean just fully drowns Hyrule. Goes all the way up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, and that's actually in that timeline. That's the last time we see Ganon. Is it? Yeah, Phantom Hourglass. It's Bellum. Oh yeah. Um. So and Phantom Hourglass is at a point where there isn't a new Hyrule yet. Everyone's kind. Of, it's everyone's kind of disparate. Uh, there are some islands that have started to form a little bit more. Like people have cultivated islands a little bit. Whereas in Wind Waker, I remember a lot of the islands being a little bit more. Um, I don't know if I would say rural, but, you know, little towns, yeah. uh, not a lot of stuff where in Phantom Hourglass, there's steam ships and a little bit of technology and people have cultivated the islands a little more. And last but not least, then in um, Spirit Tracks, they actually find a new continent and that becomes new Hyrule in that timeline. And that's where that timeline ends. But I don't but believe still no Ganon. that we get Ganon at all. I think it's Bellum for both Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass. Hmm. Yeah, because he's... He just did. So, so that's interesting. In that timeline, the last time we see like a spiritual version of Ganondorf or Ganon or like Demise is kind of Ocarina. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because it's just a human in Wind Waker. So I wonder if Boy. getting defeated in Ocarina of Time, it takes away that element. It's interesting. Where he's yeah. just left a dude. Now, I think that Demise might, if we really want to stretch this, Demise might be involved with Ganondorf in Wind Waker, whether Ganondorf in Wind Waker knows it or not, you know, there's some of that energy, that spirit is probably coming from there. Does Ganondorf in Wind Waker, Ganondorf never flies or leaves the ground or anything, I think. I think he stays a physical, normal person through that whole game. Some I'm people serious. will have to let us know if that's not true, but yeah, that sounds right to me. So, well, let's switch it up to um, Link being Link defeating Ganon in Ocarina and uh, traveling back to his child form. Okay. And having that timeline move forward, because this is going to get kind of exciting. We get to talk about some of the games that I enjoy, yeah. for sure. I guess, I guess technically, the adult timeline, you know, we're, this is a bit of a stretch, but like technically it comes back around onto Breath of the Wild where Ganon comes back. But that's going to be true for all three timelines. Yeah, I was so going to ask when we were going to talk about that one, if we were going to talk about that Breath one. of the Wild? Yeah. Because. <sighs> Let's include it in this timeline then, because I want to finish with. The original games at the okay. end of this episode. Okay. So next is Termania with Majora's Mask. No Ganon to be seen. 
Mm-hmm. Moving along brings us to Twilight Princess. Yes. We might have a bit to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of our <laughs> listeners had things to say. They really liked mm-hmm. this one. Um, so basically the story of this one is he gets put on trial and sentenced to execution by the sages, right? So um, his fate is seemingly sealed. But yeah. he survives his, you know, execution. They try to stab him again because people like stabbing him a whole lot. Yeah. So in the stomach, I think this time. You know what? But I wonder if in the child timeline. Okay. Is the child timeline link after uh, the big fish? What's the big f- king? King Jabu Jabu or whatever, not King, but Jabu Jabu, the big, you know, the Zoras. You have your three gems in the beginning of Ocarina, Mm -hmm. Forest, the Gorons, and then the Zoras. That, at that point, that's when Link travels forward in time. Are we to understand that Majora's Mask maybe doesn't include that second half of Ocarina, that it's Link just not traveling through time after Jabu Jabu? I don't think so now that I think about it, because Link is looking for Navi in Majora's Mask. Oh. And Navi leaves so in the Temple of Time at the end of the game. Yep. So, okay, so all the adult things happen. He does defeat Ganon, but then travels back to a timeline where Ganon hasn't come to be. Right. So in some ways, the Twilight Princess Ganon is a is what Link has in Ocarina. My brain is so confused right now. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so many, so, so like so Ganon, many stories. I guess Ganon coming, rising to power in Twilight Princess. All I'm trying to say is Ganon rising to power in Twilight Princess in that timeline mm-hmm. is the first time that Ganon has done this since, well, ever. Since gotcha, Skyward gotcha, Sword. Gotcha, gotcha. Because technically Link experiences Ganon in Ocarina of Time, but timeline-wise, Ganon doesn't happen yet in this timeline. So in many ways, Twilight Princess is now the Ocarina's, ver- you know, it's that. Sure. So he has come to be yes. in Twilight Princess. I never put this together before. Yeah, because I think in Twilight Princess, it's the same kind of thing where he's the Gerudo mm-hmm. thief king. And so it's the same background yeah. and the same backstory. You could say that Twilight Princess happens... Well, years go by, many, many years go by between Ocarina and Twilight Princess. That's not the same Link. That's not like an adult version of Link. It's a new Link. Right. So maybe it takes Ganon a little bit longer in the child timeline for reasons. But he comes to be. <laughs> and he reasons. gets locked away, as we learn. Yep. Um, so they, they attempt to execute him. He survives. And because the sages don't know what else to do, um, they send him into the Twilight Realm mm-hmm. to be imprisoned. There. So while he's there, he meets his homeboy Zant. <laughs> right. And basically manipulates him, uses him as a puppet. It's like his cellmate. He's like, you know what would be cool? <laughs> Is if Hyrule got taken over. For me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Zant's, Thanks like, Zant's like, yeah, that's right. Do I get a cool helmet? Because I'll do it. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they have, what was, they have some kind of deal. What was Zant's motivation? I'm starting to forget because there's that bait and switch halfway through Twilight Princess where Zant's like, actually, Ganondorf's here also. I think he was just like promised powers, you know, yeah. his fancy special magic powers. He comes from Twilight, yes. Zant, doesn't he? So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, wow. Isn't this interesting? So Ganondorf gets thrown into Twilight mm-hmm. in the same way that he takes over the Gerudo in, in Hyrule. He's just working his magic over in Twilight Realm, manipulates Zant. Zant's like, cool beans. Let's go to Hyrule. Yeah, yeah. So he sends Zant to Hyrule basically because Ganon 
Ganondorf, whatever. He, uh-huh. he can't go there himself. There's an entire story there in Twilight where Ganon is manipulating Zant, I feel like, yep. that we don't get to see. But anyway. He's like a really good politician or something. <laughs> I feel like he is. <laughs> yeah. He's a very charismatic guy. But And it's weird because it's not like he would have a lot of power... I mean, he's stuck in the Twilight Realm, right? So it's not like he's he's super powerful there, I wouldn't imagine. So what is Zant like seeing that is so yeah, you're intriguing right. and so... Ganondorf's just a good manipulator. I, I guess so. So so Zant goes after Link and Zelda, as, as you do in the game. Someone's got to. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to the point where you're defeating... Zant. So most of the game is about Zant, right? Yeah, it's, you see well, him, yeah. And him and Midna have their thing because she, you know, wanted to be in. She was supposed to be in power in the Twilight Realm, and she's not. And she got kicked out, and a lot of people got excommunicated, basically, or turned into beings that weren't their true selves. Mm-hmm. And so she's trying to restore the Twilight Realm, but also kind of take over Hyrule herself in a weird way. Really? Right? Tell me about that. I don't well, feel don't that you way. Think? No, no, but but I want to be convinced. Because she's What's always up? like, oh, it's so awesome when the Twilight is part of Hyrule. She like, I guess, I mean, she's not trying to be evil or anything like that, but it's always, I always thought it was odd. It had a weird this tone is to it. When she'd be like, oh, I just love the Twilight so much. And it's so nice here when it gets creepy and weird and I like it. And Oh, like when you're in the twilight in Hyrule, but in the twilight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, okay. I think some of that is because from the, from the narrative, from the story, posi- like from the creators of the game, the developers, I think they want you to not know if Midna's good or bad for okay. a long time. So I think they might be tweaking that dial up a little bit. Gotcha. That makes sense. But with that said, I think also Midna, yeah, of course she likes the Twilight more. I don't know if she's trying to have Twilight take over Hyrule. Not, yeah, that was a bad choice of words. Not take over, but maybe integrate or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. But anywho, so then you get to Zant, and I think I've only beaten this game once because I always had a lot of trouble with the Twilight Realm portion of it with that glowing ball that you're carrying around oh. multiple times. I hate it. Hate yeah. it, hate it, hate it. So so um, much to love in Twilight Princess, but that part is a little rough. Oh, that's the worst. I wish I could skip it very badly. So after you defeat Zant, then Ganon possesses Zelda. Yes, it's true. And it looks so creepy and so weird. I did watch a YouTube video of that just because it had been so long since I got to that point in the mm-hmm. game. So then I watched it and I was like, ooh. And then once you... So you're battling Zelda at that point. Which is a structural callback to Ganondorf and Ocarina. Yes, because it's more volleyball, tennis, whatever, Mm -hmm. with the the magic power going back and forth. Yep, And And she's even floating around like in Ocarina. Yep. And she is using her sword in in that case. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... At that point, once you defeat her, that's real creepy and weird. Because Doesn't she have crackle marks on her and stuff yes, like that? Yeah. Yes. So you can definitely tell she's evil. She has the weird glowing eyes. Mm. And then when you defeat her, she goes, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. A really deep voice scream. Because it's technically him. Right. It's, it's that's real cool. weird. Um, so then he turns into the boar. Yeah. This gigantic thing. So at that point you turn into the wolf form. Mm -hmm. So it's already cool. Like you've already had two really cool elements because I I like that they brought back the wolf link portion in some kind of way. It makes sense. You know, beast against beast. Yes. This is a well-designed final boss battle, all of its phases. And we're kind of touching on that. It's, it's a very well-designed boss battle because 
it's employing many of the techniques that you've learned in the game. Yes. Well, one of which is about to happen as you describe this this situation. Yeah. So you are in wolf form and you use Midna to grab onto him and like throw him to uh-huh. the side. And then you. Go which is one of the first things you learn in the game with the goats. Yeah. And then, of course, you use it with the Gorons. Yep. And so it's a callback from that to that mechanic. Absolutely. Super cool. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I think he has a like a crack in his stomach or something like that. Something yeah. like that. Right. Like a wound that mm-hmm. you go after. Um, Slice that belly. Yay, everything's fine. So then after you <laughs> after you beat that portion, which is kind of repetitive, you just kind of have to do that a bunch of times. Yeah, I think it's remember. like the three times or whatever. It's the three rules. It's always maybe. three. Yep. Um, then he becomes a disembodied head on fire. I do Briefly. not remember that. You don't have to like fight this one, but that's uh. what he becomes. Like you just, he keeps changing forms. Um, oh, so wow. that's what he becomes next. And that's when he like defeats Midna and is like, get out of here and throws her. Interesting. So then this is my favorite part. You get to the horseback. Oh, I love this part portion. So then it becomes a chase scene. Yeah. The music changes. It gets the action ramps up and you are chasing after him trying to defeat him on horseback. Again, doing mechanics that you've learned throughout the game. Yep. There are quite a few horseback kind of Mm -hmm. chases or action sequences in that game, I remember. That was the first game development cycle-wise that you could attack from the horse, Mm. from Epona. And they really took advantage of it. I love it. I love it. It's cool. You're you're driving Epona up next to him, trying to slice and hack and all this stuff. He's trying Mm -hmm. to get away. Very cool. Do you have light arrows at that point? Oh, I can't remember if she gives them to you before or after the chase. I honestly can't remember. Okay. Maybe you do, and you're trying to fire the arrows at him while you're riding, but I remember swinging my sword at him, but I could be mistaken. I don't remember. Doing a little bit of side-to-side battle. But anyway, so I I think maybe you get the light arrows as you leave the castle. Maybe you have them. I can't quite recall, but I remember chasing Ganon. I remember swinging my sword. Perhaps you shoot some arrows, and eventually you get him knocked off the horse. Yes. And at that point, then a fire wall comes up which apparently Ganon is very good at making. <laughs> yeah, and it's his thing. It's almost it's almost like a like a, a, like Marvel Civil War, where it actually the big battle actually comes down and becomes really tight and confined. Mm-hmm. And even though he's been a huge pig, even though he's been a disembodied head, even though he has transformed into all these different things, at the end of the day, it comes down to you and him sword fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's neat because it's not just him coming after you; you knock him off his horse, so to speak. And then it's like, oh, got to finish the job. Like this is one of those battles where it actually starts big and gets smaller. Oh, yeah. Technically. Yeah. But the tension or the stakes get bigger. That's why I really love this battle so much. Especially because you don't want to do all of it over again if you die. That's true. Well, this is this. I remember once I got to the sword fighting with Ganon, this is where you're almost like drag out in the mud. Like, let's you're both tired. You're both like, this is a battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really cool. Let's end this. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. And there's cool moments where there's, you know, the swords are getting pressed against each other. And I don't know if you have to button mash or anything. I think you do. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of quick time stuff, which was very popular around that time. Yeah. And uh, and then you if you play if you defeat him correctly with your sword mechanics you know mm-hmm. there it is and then uh, and then you see Midna's true form and it's a it's a cool ending to that game it's so cinematic I you love know, it I wonder if Zelda shoots the light arrows at him in this game as well it's hard for me to recall now but anyway 
But uh, yeah, yeah cool. so that's it. So that's uh, a lot of people like that one the most. And it, it makes sense because, I mean, gosh, there are how many parts is that like four I always, phases? I always remember it as three main phases. But the truth is, I think it's almost five with like little connected interim phases. That's crazy. And it's so a lot of effort it's to, true. to defeat Canon in that game. It's true. So so then that actually brings us to Four Swords Adventures for the GameCube, um, which I am still keeping my eye out for this game. I'm I'm looking forward to a day. I don't know if it's going to happen in season two or season three, but I have just now in this episode decided that it should be you, myself, Alex Sheehan, and Lizzie Alstad playing this four-player game together sometime, oh. some evening, some weekend. We'll get us all together. Yeah, yeah. Either in season two or three, and we will play this game. because I have played Four Swords Adventures. You need four Game Boy Advances. You need the GameCube. You need all that stuff. Oh my but gosh. I remember having a very good time with it, actually. And um, canonically, it happens after Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. And um, Vadi is the big bad in this game. But it's a little bit of a Twilight Princess Zant situation. Mm-hmm. Because um, right at the end, uh, let's see here. I have it in my notes. Ganon shows up at the end. And so, you you know, um, oh, I know what it is. Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of Oracle of Seasons and Ages. Um, so apparently he's just he's reincarnated and kind of replays his life as the Gerudo member. Gerudo yeah, he kind of comes. Member. He just comes back around at the end as the basics for its Four Swords Adventures. Gotcha. And there's a little bit of a Ganon battle at the end with Link because uh, they have it's, you know, honestly, I feel like it's kind of tacked on because it's uh, this is another one of those Capcom games where mm. Vadi usually is the main bad guy. Yep. As you experienced with Minish Cap. Yes. Um, so anyways, maybe that's just more of an honorable mention, but he also technically shows up there. And it's a little if we could really dissect like this is why he came back. This is why he didn't. But it's a little bit of a throwaway, in my opinion, where it's like right at the end, they're like, and Ganon. Yeah, like they kind of just needed to throw him in there somewhere, which happens again with a different Capcom game, which we'll be speaking about in a little bit. So that's kind of where and I would feel that that let's let's do this. Let's go to Breath of the Wild. Okay, under there. I do like this idea that Breath of the Wild does happen after all three timelines, but um, I also like this idea of Ocarina, Twilight Princess, and Breath of the Wild being a nice kind of thread mm-hmm. through the through the canon. Mm-hmm. So why don't we discuss what happens in Breath of the Wild now? So basically, a hundred years before the game takes place, there's a prophecy that Ganon is going to come back, right? Yep. So a little or, bit of that Wind Waker thing. Uh huh. Yep. So they have to gear up again and kind of prepare. Um, so they, you know, Zelda is trying to regain her powers, her sealing power so she can seal him away. Cause that's the thing to do, I guess, is just trap him in time or a realm or somewhere. Yeah. It's always an honorable, uh, intention, but it never works guys. It's, Spoiler alert. It never works. It never works. Cause it can't, cause we need more games. But True. if you think about it from each character's perspective, like demise can't be defeated. He's a God. So you have to just seal demise away. That's true. So maybe it's the most pragmatic approach. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Zelda's working on trying to get her powers back. They're resurrecting the divine beasts to protect everyone. Um, and then all hell breaks loose anyway. Yeah, it's true. Well, what's interesting is one of my favorite things about the story in Breath of the Wild is that Zelda is having a bit of a conflict. She is basically has to train her superpower. You mm-hmm. know, she has to become a superhero and learn how to do the ceiling thing. Yep. And she can't quite find it. She can't figure it out. She doesn't really. So basically, I, I do like this aspect of Zelda in Breath of the Wild where it's like, what if someone tells you as a child, 
you're going to be amazing or you have to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like the biggest stage fright in the world. You know what I mean? You're like, what do I have to do? I don't even know how to train for this or figure it out. It's scary. Right. And so while she's wondering if she can even fulfill what she needs to do, she gets kind of scientific and she gets really interested in the guardians Mm -hmm. and essentially robots. She technically starts to consider using technology instead of mysticism to seal Ganon away. And I just think that's a really cool thread, a really cool storyline. Unfortunately, uh, she doesn't have enough time (laughs) to to work that out because uh, Ganon comes back and starts uh, taking control over everything. Well, I love that she gets a little nerdy and she starts to consider robots, but her dad's like, no, you got to do the thing you gotta pray you gotta yeah you gotta pray basically right and it's there's there's some cool metaphors there in my opinion Mm -hmm. um so ganon comes back takes over the the divine beast and zelda has to go to the castle to kind of do whatever she can to contain him there Mm -hmm. and so that's the calamity ganon that's roiling around the castle because she's not really letting him out. And so that's where the divine beasts come in because you have to regain control of them and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. All the robots get taken over. Basically, Ganon diehard fours all of Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's like, I've hacked the system. Yes. Anyway. That Zelda was previously trying to hack. Trying to build. Yeah, yeah. she just didn't get enough of her firewalls built up yet. Oh, Code Zelda. firewalls, not literal ones. Oh, geez. Poor girl. That's what it was. So... So the all the um, I'm trying to remember. So the boss battles within the Divine Beasts; those are all forms of Ganon. Ganon. So Ganon is never Ganondorf in Breath of the Wild. Mm. There is no Ganondorf. Um, so like the opposite of Wind Waker. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. That's only a like nice a spiritual. Only in spirit form. This yeah. demise or not demise calamity yes. is you know calamity. Ganon is just their way of. So and and you know. Even Calamity Ganon, it's he's pig-like when he's the big smoke figure flying around. Yes, you know, and um, then when you're also uh, battling him at the very end mm-hmm. is very much kind of literally the pig again, yeah. the boar or whatever. Actual Calamity Ganon is a strange, strange creature, in my opinion, from a Resident Evil game. But <laughs> but we don't have to focus on that too much. That's some kind of strange thing. I think it's more interesting that Ganon is expressed as these other spiritual identities, which are the the creatures inside the beasts. Yeah. So it's like, I wonder, you know, he had been, I guess, depending on which timeline you're following, whatever, his defeat was just so powerful that he never got the chance to like get another corporal being right, exactly. to put together. Mm-hmm. So he just ha- kind of has to Im- express his the the i remember breath of the wild being all about his his hatred with capital h you know and that's kind of what's fueling him yes his anger and hatred toward everyone i mean (laughs) ganon almost isn't even a him in breath of the wild ganon is almost a force of nature it's like an it it's an it absolutely i agree in fact isn't it interesting that the most literal version of ganon is the pig at the end, which usually that's the spiritual version. Usually yeah. we have Ganondorf and then things get crazy as the pig. Right. Well, we actually reel it in of him being a big, huge pig at the end of this game. Yeah. In fact, it's more chaotic and more energy. And if we're going to do the Skyward Sword thing, this is basically my, I would say this is like, this is demise stirring the soup a little bit. Like sure. nothing really exists yet, but he can kind of materialize these different creatures and beasts, not creatures and not even beasts, but these spiritual forms of the other um, Ganons that are in the 
the blights, the, the blights. Yeah. So blight, even the word blight is usually more of a force of nature type word. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm thinking maybe demise has been gaining power while Ganon has kind of been decreasing after being defeated so many times. And then demise, the yeah. force itself, the spirit itself is now like, I'm tired of this dude. I'm going to take keeps, it a step further. Yeah. I like, think I like this. I'm I, tired of this guy. Failing continuously. Yeah, my puppet is getting worn. My puppet is breaking. Yeah. Yeah, so Demise is like just starting to build his own thing here. Yeah. You know, we see that as Ganon. They call it Calamity Ganon, or, you know, the Ganon situation. Um, yeah, so battle-wise, let's talk about the actual battle with, with Ganon. Well, do we want to talk about the Blights? Oh, because they're technically Ganons, but maybe we just put those on the side back burner right now. Sure. Um, the final one, I remember I had to do it a couple times. It wasn't mm-hmm. the most crazy difficult, but it wasn't. That's another the Ganon battle where I've had situations where I get down there and sometimes I knock him out in a few hits and then and then sometimes it's like he's really kind of giving me a hard time. It's it's all about which so this Ganon battle, let's talk about this. Let's talk about mechanics. Mm-hmm. This Ganon battle is different than any other Ganon battle um, in any other Zelda game in that it is a Ganon that has kind of these pre-sequenced, like, now I'll fight you with my laser part. Now I'll fight you with my big claws. That's right. Now I'll climb up on the wall. It's a very more, it's a much more traditional video game villain, in my opinion. You know, it's like, these are the the different attack cycles that I'm going to randomly cycle through. Yes. Which we see a lot in Resident Evil bad guys and other games too usually in zelda the final battle is a little bit more designed a little bit more like do this to do this to do this to do this mm-hmm. um i was a little underwhelmed by the random nature of this battle i personally. remember seeing similar comments like online when just when i saw people discussing this battle they're like mm-hmm. wah, wah. like it was kind of it seemed like not advanced enough to match the rest of the game, like something was lacking from that final boss battle. Yeah, and I think, well, I think because these attack cycles are randomized, um, your experience can could be very easy or very difficult, depending yes. on how the, 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 the AI chooses to attack you when you're going against actual Calamity Ganon. Um, it's still cool. He looks... So his so there is a bit of a Ganondorf face on Calamity Ganon. He kind of has a red beard and a little bit of a skull mm-hmm. and a little. There's a there's a wow ooh <laughs> you know. So you've seen the movie The Thing from like the 1970s. I've definitely heard of it, but I have not seen it. Okay, well there's times you know it's an alien creature that can take over these creatures and basically it's just trying to merge cells together like human flesh cells and whatever. So gotcha. sometimes you'll have these slightly humanoid versions of things, but there might be nothing. Something's off. Everything's about like it. reanimated, right? Right? So I feel like Calamity Ganon is kind of in that vein a little bit where his actual face is kind of a skull, kind of a face. It's not I don't even know if there's necessarily a brain that's firing synapsi. What are you taking a look at here? I'm looking at a picture. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. See that? Like, I think that's a physical. Oh, the gem. The, the gem. gem on the forehead. Yep, on the forehead. On Calamity Ganon. He needs to protect his his brain. Ouchie. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a physical creature for sure, but I don't even know if it's... um. Being controlled by a single consciousness, I got to be honest. You know, all the sure. different arms and legs and, and spider arms and creatures and claws that are hanging off this thing. It's it like a lion's mane, it too. It feels more like a machine, a puppet machine, than um, a creature. I got, yeah. And I feel that that supports this idea of demise just like pulling junk together <laughs> to, make, whatever to try to get can. something going. Yeah. I like this. Interesting. So yeah, I'm trying to, maybe it says a lot that I'm trying to like really remember this boss battle because Mm. I've, I've done it and it wasn't that long ago because the game didn't come out that long ago, but I I was having a hard time remembering the part before the epic 
portion in right. the field because I think that was the more effective battle well, to a, a point. I'm hoping we talk about it in a second here. Would you like to introduce it? Yeah. So basically after you you beat like the indoor portion mm-hmm. of Ganon, then you go outside and then he becomes this gigantic. Gigantic, truly humongous, huge thing, skyscraper. Yes, um, dark beast Ganon. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are on whatever horse you, you have. You just have a horse. You're on your horse. Um, because there's no real opponent. But um, not unless you pay money. Oh, you got to buy it. It's the um, it's one of the amiibos. Anyway. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So you're on your horse, and you have to. It's this is one of those things that the game likes to do, where it's like. Here's an eyeball. Shoot it. Yeah, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of a kind of a bummer in that way, but it's really action packed and you have to run around and around and around. And if you get mm-hmm. in front of this thing, like you're pretty much toast because it's going to shoot out. It's true. There uh, isn't a lot of there's a lot of suggested danger or performed danger, but it's not actually difficult to it is not difficult to stay alive in this if you portion. if you do certain things correctly, like if yeah. you yeah, if you don't go in front of it, if you just kind of circle around behind him exactly. over and over again, it, it'll most likely work out. I remember having a bit of trouble shooting the eyes sometimes, but yeah. that's because I'm not super accurate at that kind of thing. Also, okay. the first time I was sometimes I am not so smart, and what? okay, whatever. <laughs> Let's keep going. And I didn't realize that I had to switch which arrow. Actively oh. switch it to the light arrows. Yeah, okay. So I was like, why is this not working? These light I, arrows suck. Yeah, because I think I was just using normal ones. And sure, I was sure. Like, oh, I have to choose that one. Is it the light arrow? Is or it the bow? Or is it the bow? It's the light yeah. bow, technically, it right? It's the bow. Yeah, 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 but still. Um, So I was just using a regular one, like a giant idiot. Uh, 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 I see. Um, That... So I remember that this scene, I remember very much enjoying this final battle with the skyscraper Ganon. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really epic and fun and cool. Um, I agree with some of the criticisms that there's not a tremendous amount of, ch- it's all, some people have harshly said it's almost just a cutscene. Like it's almost just like you're riding around because, well, here's the thing. Ganon is standing there as this huge pig and he's stomping on the ground and, and you really think like this thing could take this thing could, this is Godzilla. This thing could smash all of Hyrule. Mm-hmm. And it's suggested that that can happen. But when you really look between the seams, that huge pig's not going anywhere. He's stomping around a little bit. Right. But it's not like you could sit there for 20 minutes in this battle and nothing is going to actually be destroyed. Right. You know, in fact, some people, there's a little part where you can hack through one of the barrier walls by getting off your horse in just the right way. Oh, really? And some people I've seen on YouTube, and I've considered doing this myself. Uh, you can kind of clip through and then just walk around the rest of the game in the like the dark red cloud mode. Oh, my gosh. And everybody's still just living and walking and working. <laughs> Everything's fine, right? You're not a like busy, bit. Link. Are you, are a you little in the bit. middle of something? I understand right that like some of the MP- maybe some of the NPCs are gone. But um, yeah, life is going on outside of that battle. And certainly that's not in canon. That's not part of the game. It's that's, not Ganon canon. Yes, yeah, not Ganon. That's not Ganon canon. Very good. <laughs> Love it. Um, um, so I feel like this is one of those, a little bit like the big fish in Twilight Princess uh, boss battle. Mm. This is one of those where it's like, it feels big and epic, but I don't know if there's too much happening. Sure. But it feels like a lot is happening. So emotionally it's cool. 
So it's effective in that way. Yeah. Um, I remember really liking it for those reasons. And then you defeat him and then the game goes back to before you defeat him. So. Well, every <laughs> Zelda game, you never actually, like you finish it. Every Zelda game finishes right. and then to play it more, you have to just go back to your previous save file essentially. Right, right. Which is always a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, cool. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, so Ganon, I think we've deduced that Ganon is more of a force of nature in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so we'll have to see what he comes back as in next. whatever the, In Breaths of the Wild, Alex Sheehan said in our, la, in our uh, two episodes that's ago. That's the sequel? The sequel's Breaths of the Wild. Another Breath of the Wild? Trademark. Trade, another Zelda <laughs> podcast. Another Breath of the Wild. That's what we really need to do. There you go. Maybe he'll come back as a like a humanoid again just so because wouldn't that be interesting you and i have talked about how it would be nice to have some actual temples in the next zelda game mm-hmm. wouldn't it be cool if now that we have built this kind of we are have been used to playing in this more open world situation certainly you and i have talked about this on other episodes about would it be cool to return to some of our zelda roots a little bit like mm-hmm. temples and stuff i think it would be kind of neat if there was a dude just a dude ganondorf mm-hmm. yeah introduced in the next one yeah We'll see. More of a character than a force of nature. It seems to be the next logical step just because they kind of go back and forth or they mm-hmm. try to mix it up a little. So we'll It'd find be neat. out. It'd be neat. Uh, okay, so 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 now let's wrap this up with the timeline where Link is defeated by Ganon in Ocarina. Yes. Big old Ganon pig comes out of the castle, smacks Link into the lava, and life goes on. Yep. <laughs> Everything's... Great. Link, here, have the light. <laughs> okay, well, Ganon's going to take over, and that leads us to A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, where apparently he has a full name now. Ganondorf Dragmire is what I saw. Oh, on, really? That's what I saw, yeah, in, wow, in terms of thought, this game specifically, but unless it's mentioned somewhere else. Well, you know, it's interesting, too, because in A Link to the Past... I feel like the main bad guy is actually that sorcerer, not even really Ganon so much, but it might be another one of these Zant Ganon things. So I, I think most of our listeners know that you and I have not played A Link to the Past very much at all. Right. In fact, we have homework between our seasons. You and I have both decided, and we've spoken to this a little bit, that we will play A Link to the Past over the break here. And our first review, maybe not our first episode, but our first review episode in season two will be A Link to the Past. It's time. We need to have this yep. in our repertoire. Yes, because our listeners are probably like, oh my God, how have you not played this game? So many people love it. Every time I try to start playing it, I don't love it. I want to go into it with fresh eyes and really give it a chance and really complete this game and see what it's all about. So you and I have both, hey, how are you going going to play it? I think I'm going to play it virtual console on my Wii U. Same on my Wii. On your Wii. Yep. Cool. Excellent. Alrighty. So A Link to the Past, I thought it's this Agahim character is really more the bad guy, but you might have some notes. Yeah. No, that's what it seems to be. So basically what I read is that he, Ganon enters the sacred realm after defeating all of his minions and getting rid of everyone that might get in his way. Mm-hmm. Transforms, transforms into his boar self. Wow. And then gets sealed in the dark world by the sages so another ceiling of ganon right type situation so then at this point and i'm not exactly sure how but he uses uh, however you say that agonim 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 something like that whatever it is we will know by season two yes (laughs) to try to get out of the um dark world so agonim takes control of hyrule yeah. And then sends the maidens, who are the descendants of the sages, to the dark world to Ooh. kind of free Ganon, right? That's his job, is to get Ganon out of there. But then Zelda, is, who is one of the maidens, escapes. Oh, wow. 
spoiler alerts for this when we play. getting interesting. I guess. Uh, <laughs> then she gets sent to the dark world eventually. I mean, I'm skipping a lot of stuff, but this is kind of the basic story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets sent there, and then Ganon does break free, at least a little oh, bit. He gets wow. out of his most imprisoned state. Aghanim sends Link to the Dark World, <laughs> who then yes. frees the Maidens. So the furthest I've ever gone in A Link to the Past is entering the Dark World. Gotcha. And I kind of don't even remember the, the temples and dungeons to get there. I remember getting to the Dark World and I was like, I'm a bunny rabbit? What is happening? <laughs> like, I was kind of a hater when I played this game. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. So I'm guessing there are six or seven Maidens, however, and this is your, your you know, you have to do, uh, yes. you have to go to your six places. That's what I'm, I'm sure. guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Link, eventually you'll battle Aghanim and defeat that person. And then Ganon at that point is like, okay, time for me to finish yeah. the deal. And it is Ganon. He's a big pig. He stands on two feet. He's okay. very much, aesthetically, he's very much like the Ganon that's in um, the original The Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. I'm now starting to recall screenshots of Ganon in this Super Nintendo game. Okay. I have seen him. He looks, he's basically, you know, big blue pig. Yeah, I'm looking at a little picture. Bounces right around. Yep. So okay, yeah, that's right. Then he goes to the Pyramid of Power, which seems to be, the pyramid hmm. seems to be the theme in a few So I think I remember the main Hyrule Castle in A Link to the Past becomes a pyramid when you go into the Dark World, something like that. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. And then you, and then you battle Ganon himself, which I, again, know nothing about because... I have not played this. It'll be fun to play that battle. Yeah. It will, to get there. I'm sure that it's a riff on the Ganon battle in the original The Legend of Zelda because the Super Nintendo game is kind of the upgraded version of that original The Legend of Zelda. Sure. And that'll be very excited. I think it's a single screen experience. You know, he's there and you fight him in the middle. Okay. Um, It definitely involves silver arrows. I know that much. So, you know, you have your theme of using your silver, gold, light, whatever. Got it. Special arrows. Cool. So, I mean, that happens and then Ganon's defeated and life goes on. And then that, that leads us to a bit of an honorable mention Ganon appearance in the Oracle games. Yes. Are you aware of this? Because I actually wasn't until I did this research. Oh, I definitely wasn't until I looked this up. No, wanna, um, because I've never played those games either. So I have played ages. I played that 10 years ago. I'm looking forward to playing it again for our review episode eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of seasons right now. I had to put a... Um, I was playing seasons and I got about halfway through and then we got busy with some other six, five stuff. Cause we have some new shows coming out next season. And so I'm kind of hanging on to ages or seasons and I'm excited to get back into it. Gotcha. But when I beat ages, I was, when I was doing this research, I was like, Ganon's not in these games. Apparently Ganon gets unlocked when you link the two games together. Oh, He's like a bonus twin Rova. Yeah. Our, our friends, <laughs> twin Rova resurrect him or yes. bring him back. Yes. His mommy brings him back. Yeah. His mommy. And there's a Ganon battle in a, presumably both of these games at the end. Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently twin Rova sacrifice themselves Whoa. to bring him back. So they're trying to wow. in, it just says the series. So I'm not sure which one of these games it is. It probably happens at the end of each game. Oh, okay. It's probably sure. like a tack on thing at the end after you defeat the two main bad guys from each, which are, they're kind of underwhelming. If I remember, I have it in my notes here. It's, um, uh, Viren and general Onyx. They're just like, they're just bad guys. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, when twin Rova sacrifice themselves, that creates Ganon's resurrection. But then he, because, I think because, you know, his mothers are the ones that 
were defeated in order to bring him back, he kind of goes cuckoo bananas because of that. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, and so they call the the place that I was getting this information from said he became a mindless beast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it really is just mechanically in the game. It doesn't necessarily feed the narrative very much. You can beat these games and have these other bosses. But at the end, if you link them together at any point, I understand, which maybe we'll have to try because I do have the physical cartridges of each of these games. Okay. I was considering playing them on some kind of virtual console situation, but maybe we should try to link them sometime eventually just to see what this is all about. Yeah. Um, um, Yeah, he kind of just comes in and attacks. There isn't much of a storyline or a narrative to feed his... um, I guess motivation. Sure. So I think this mindless killing machine thing kind of fits in. Yeah. Yeah. He just crazy. Mm -hmm. Almost. It's almost bonus content. (laughs) So let's move on. Link's Awakening happens. Ganon doesn't have anything to do with that. The next time Ganon really. I thought I thought. And again, I I know I played this game, but I didn't get to the very, very, very end. So sorry. But I read that it takes the form of the shadow of Ganon at some point. Like it doesn't take different forms. And then I think the shadow of Ganon is like. Yeah, I guess so. I always thought that that was just. So I'm kind of embarrassed. I always thought that was just like, oh, those graphics look like Ganon. Oh, well, you there know? you go. So but it's like it's not actually Ganon. So, know. yeah, he you he's not technically in the game, but it like takes on different Fair enough. forms. That's that's, that's good to notice. Do you have any other notes about that? Because now I feel nope. kind of uninformed. No, nope, that's Link's it. Right. <laughs> just that it's only he's just kind of like winked at or nodded, nodded at in that game, but not really part of it. I see. I see. Then it gets a little weird. Then we have a link between worlds, which is basically a sequel to a direct sequel to a link to the past and this is where we get yuga ganon yes so this is another wizard situation which he likes to do he likes to use his semi-powerful guys to suck in more power himself so yeah yeah. this is the evil wizard yuga i couldn't i was taken by the the similarity to yiga with this word i really thought like oh is it yiga ganon but i think this is just a coincidence yeah so Yuga Ganon, neither you and I have played A Link Between Worlds. It's another mm-hmm. one that's on our, we have like two or three games that are on our kind of, what is it, list of shame or list of, <laughs> yeah. like that we haven't played. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. I don't know, I'm not sure what the expression is. Um, so I can't speak to this this uh, boss battle too much right now. Basically, it's another puppet that uses, you know, that does all the work for Ganon and then uses that power to resurrect Ganon. That's, that's you know, another one of those stories, which yeah. we've talked about several times um and then yuga joins with ganon so it's like one oh that's what happens one being sort of right right you so yuga ganon in my opinion aesthetically looks kind of like a mix between ganondorf and the pig ganon we know he's Mm -hmm. he's up on two legs but has kind of the mane of almost demise in my opinion okay the big red locks but i could you know i don't know and so he gets the Triforce. I've. I'm again. I'm reading this because I haven't oh. played this one. So he takes the Triforce of Wisdom from the low rule Princess Hilda. Reading all of this, mm-hmm. I'm just like, what is going? So on? there's high rule and low rule. Yeah, in that game. Yeah, there's yeah. always so often. There's the a light side and a dark side. Sure. You know. Let's As go you to do. another version of this land. And then after that, at that point, you battle him after mm-hmm. the Triforce of Wisdom, because obviously he's then trying to get the Triforce of Courage from Link to join them all together, have the complete set. Yep. And then at that point, you battle him. But I know nothing about that battle. So um, uh, this game is retailing for like $20 these days. And oh man, I feel like eventually... Like I said, we're going to have to get our hands on a 3DS. That's the only reason you and I haven't played this is we both uh, have DSs. It's a 3DS only game when it came out gotcha. five years ago or whatever. 
So I think maybe eventually we'll find a way to play this game and it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. We definitely should play it after we play A Link to the Past, which will be true because this is a direct sequel to A Link to the Past. Okay. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. It get, has great reviews. Apparently you can play the, the temples out of order. So it was, oh. it was alluding, it was getting closer to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And actually now that I think about it, perhaps after we play A Link Between Worlds, that might inform us on our thoughts on how temples and dungeons could work in a Breath of the Wild environment. Interesting. You know what I mean? That'll be cool. So so that happens. Yuga Ganon. And then uh, last but not least, we have our two final actual games. The Legend of Zelda. Yes. The original one. Yeah. With the, with the big pig. Surprising how late it comes in the timeline and the, mm-hmm. the sequence of us talking about it, but yeah. Yes, there's a lot of history up at this point when The Legend of Zelda happens and so the the actual Ganon battle I've played it. I think at the time it was probably a big battle. It's wholly underwhelming compared to everything we've already discussed. <laughs> sure. It's really, he he basically just materializes, you know, dematerializes, shoots a bunch of sparky circles at you and then materializes and then you try to whack him with your silver arrows and hit him with your sword. And this Ganon is actually not that difficult to defeat. Hmm. It's much harder getting to Ganon. The castle, the eighth uh, dungeon mm. is much, is very tricky. It's The eighth dungeon is so large, it's almost the size of the overworld, by the way. Oh, wow. And like as far as counting the number of screens. And that was really the tricky part. Once you get to Ganon, most people that I see play the game usually beat them on the first try, actually. Some of them are like that. I've I, A couple of the Legend of Zelda games are like that, where you're kind of like, oh, that's it? Okay. <laughs> but the rest is so epic that it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. that's fine. <laughs> He's just a big blue pig, um, again, up on two hind legs. And that's all I can say. I don't know. Do you have any lore comments about um, him? It just says he's he's returned to life prior to the game and then invades Hyrule and obtains the Triforce of Power, because that's his thing that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, Zelda breaks the Triforce of Wisdom into eight pieces. That's what you got to go hunt down, blah, yep. blah, blah. Then he captures Zelda, holds her hostage. And then the game starts. Uh, okay, gotcha. And then it <laughs> it says it, he uses the technique of darkness against Link. So what's that? Do you know what that is? Uh, maybe that's just their fancy way of how he like appears and disappears. Okay. Because the level that you play him in, when you find him, it's a little misleading. It's basically the tiles on the floor look like a skull. And where the skull is not, the tiles are black. So you're kind of like, is that a hole? Is that a pit? Can Eventually you can walk on the black parts. It's all, it's a bit rough, to be honest. I'm sure at the time it was a master work of sure. coding. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, basically you're just on a flat plane and he kind of appears and doesn't appear, you know, comes in and out and shoots stuff at you. Gotcha. And then we kind of have like a cameo for Ganon, last but not least, in The Adventures of Link. Yes. Which is... Uh, is absolutely a direct sequel. That is the exact same link that is in The Legend of Zelda. Miyamoto has confirmed this. Okay. And um, it's a little odd because when you die in The Adventures of Link, there's a screen, which is the silhouette of Ganon. And of course, this kind of famous like rah, 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 laugh that mm-hmm. happens. And it simply says game over, Ganon returns or something like that. Or Ganon, yeah. you know. And that's all you really get because the actual final boss in The Adventures of Link is actually a Dark Link. Technically, it's this Thunderbird creature that flies around. And then after you beat the Thunderbird, then you just battle a dark version of yourself. Okay. So Ganon kind of never shows up. He's just implied unless, oh, you just breathed in as yeah, if there's so, more info. Well, the whole point of the game, I think, is that his minions and the magician and whatever are trying to resurrect him. Oh. And so the only point where he gets resurrected is if you die. So then Got that's it. why you don't 
beat him. Because he doesn't <laughs> exist. Because he doesn't exist. If he died, then he, then, it, then he comes to be. Apparently, they need to spill Link's blood on Ganon's ashes to revive him, which Whoa, is... Whoa, cryptic. Yeah. But that's kind of lining up with the, like, the middle, the, the like, the, the, um... Not Middle Earth, I almost said Middle Earth, but like the Castle Time stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is back when we've spoken about this, when these games were very much inspired by European Castle Times. I'm sounding a bit like an idiot right now saying Castle <laughs> Times, but you know what I mean? Castle medieval, times. medieval, not Middle Earth, medieval times, stuff like that. Well, I'm sure you just don't want to say Medieval Times because that's probably copyrighted or something. <laughs> so Castle Times is fine, Dave. So Ganon kind of shows up there. If you succeed in the Adventures of Link, Ganon never comes back. Right. And then until until Calamity Ganon, until Demise is like, that's it. Um, he he basically, what does he do? He, uh, he uh, uh, the, the main bad guy in the Avengers games, in the Avengers movies. I am the wrong person to ask about that because guy. I don't watch them. I enjoyed them to a certain degree. Thanos. He basically demise kind of Thanos's uh, everything, doesn't he? And he's kind of like, I'm going to do it myself in Breath <laughs> of the Wild. Do it right. I'll do it myself. Basically. Oh, that would be neat to have demise come back in the Breath of the Wild sequel. Ooh. You know, because if, if we were to interpret the Calamity Ganons to being demise warming up, so to speak. Yeah. It'd be cool to see him in the next sequel. Interesting. But we have no idea. Ooh, so many possibilities. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's about it. We've for done Ganon. it. He's uh he's kind of a big part of the game. I felt <laughs> Most like of them. so you know in future seasons we might try to get clever and have our season finales be like live episodes or something. We have a year to put that together. But for this season, Kate, I felt like well, what's what's kind of thematically appropriate? The final boss. This is our final episode. Let's talk about Ganon. Yeah, that absolutely. Was fun. Yeah, it's uh he's an interesting person and and being, and I hope we get. Regardless of what form he takes in future games, I hope we get more backstory, more yeah. reason for, you know, more motivation, more than just like, I'm hungry for power. Okay, well, fine. But, you <laughs> know, we have the, these games are capable of so much more now, obviously, with all the Zelda story that they went You're into right. in Breath of the Wild. Like, it'd be cool to get, uh, you know, a story of his childhood even or, you know, hmm. him growing up, coming to power or whatever. Like, that'd be really cool to so, get more story. Oh, that is neat. Now we're just having fun. But like, yeah. So I just got done saying like, what if Demise comes back in the sequel? That's cool. That would take us into that definitely closer to the force of nature thing again, I think. But we also thought about in this episode, like, oh, what if Ganon was just a guy again in yeah. the next sequel? It would be neat if he was a character. That's also yeah, yeah just a character. You know, we do see him growing or something and. And then you see Demise influence him in some kind of way or possess wow. him. Or It'd be cool to learn more about this guy. We could speculate all day long, but I like where this is heading. We probably have another four or five years to really get this. I know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. They turned Majora's Mask around within a year. We might maybe two or three years from now. Maybe. Well, we're already two years in for Breath of the Wild existing. I know. By the way. It's crazy to think about home. Maybe another year or so. We'll see. Very exciting. All right, Kate. Well, uh, let's get out of here, everybody. Um, we will see you in a month or so. We're going to be coming back in January. Very excited. Hope everyone has a happy holiday or a happy, happy winter or time off. And... Um, in the meantime, I think we'll still be active on our discord and stuff like that. You can chat with us. You and I are going to be playing a link to the past. So maybe we can comment and tweet about that a little bit as we go. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I'm very excited to start a season two. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to season one <laughs> and, and, and for leaving us comments and questions and thoughts and reviews and keep it up. We love to hear from you. Guys. It has been humbling and charming to see this show grow in this season and see all of, all of the support to the point where like we're borderline making friends with, with, with our listeners at this point, which is really cool. You know it what I mean? It is so cool. They're not just, it's well, anyway, anyway, it's that we get more. <laughs> (laughs) more tweets and things than I can even keep up with sometimes. And that is a true gift. And so it's really awesome that people are enjoying this show. Yeah, I'm having a blast making it. Kate, you and I, when we started this show, we were just like, well, we kind of just want to record something. We just wanted to talk about stuff and give it a try. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. This has come together this way. So if people do want to get in touch with you during our break here, what would be the best way to do that? Um, Just find me on Instagram. I haven't taken a picture in a while, but I'm on there. I swear. And I check it. Um, I'm, I only take cat pics on Instagram. Fantastic. People are also welcome to uh, chat with us through our messenger and stuff like that on Facebook, where you can find us just by searching another Zelda podcast. Uh, personally, I am t- uh, at Raptor Paint on Twitter and Instagram. And the show is on Twitter, as I said earlier, at another Zelda pod on Instagram at another Zelda podcast. And you can find us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play by searching another Zelda podcast. And you can check out our website. We, I am having a meeting Two days from now, I don't even know if you know this yet, Kate, with Lizzie Alstad, who from episode 16, yeah. we are, maybe I shouldn't say this yet, but we are putting together a plan to have written blogs coming out on our website. Uh, Lizzie's going to put together a couple articles. We think we're, we're still building this a little bit. And I actually reached out to our kind of now friend, still saying Shane on Twitter the other day, because he writes for video games. Oh, cool. And I said, would you write a couple posts for us if, if we really can pull this together? And he said, yeah, I think I could. Awesome. So perhaps we can even get that rolling during the break here. And then when season two hits, it's going to be episode, episode, episodes. I think we're going to start having articles. So flipping excited. Excited We're about gonna what's take happening. over the world like I'm calamity Ganon. So excited with what's happening with this show, <laughs> and it's really cool. And thank you so much for being a part of it, Kate. Oh, happy to be part of it. All right, so I guess well, we just do the okay bye thing. I'll see you. Have a great holiday, Kate. I don't know if I'm actually going to physically see you until January. We'll we'll see how this goes. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>